Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. I just think we were prepared. You know, one thing my, uh, my trainer, he told me, he said, what did he say? He just told us to be prepared. Hi. 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 I want me some glory hope. Dude. You ain't boss. I'm the boss. Cocojones. It's a me, a man, it's a Garcia. Hey, I'm sorry. Alright. How about those friggin' pirates? Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host. Clip Brock. Welcome in to a Victory Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. How about those freaking pirates? Welcome in. Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And watch the show and be a part of the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. We'll be interacting with you throughout these next three hours right here on the program so please chime in uh, with your questions comments concerns whatever you got here on this wednesday and we'll have a hearty robust sports discussion here on the program coming up in about 25 minutes or so we'll visit with the voice jeff charles he will join us fresh off painted purple last night we were overdue for that great to see a win inside of Minji's coliseum pirates knocking off tulsa last night big performances by Brandon Johnson and R.J. Felton. We'll talk about that in detail throughout today's show. We'll visit with The Voice coming up later on in hour number one. Hour two, Patrick Mason was on hand in Menji's Coliseum last night. We'll talk some hoops and more with Patrick. Also was at ECU Baseball Media Day peppering Cliff Godwin and the players with questions. And we'll uh, talk some Pirate Baseball in hour two we'll do that in hour three as well with steven igo from hoist the colors who was on hand last night in mengees and we'll be there again tonight when the women's basketball pirates take on memphis and uh boy they have been playing great we talked to kim mcneil on the show on tuesday her pirates in action tonight trying to continue their stellar play inside mengees coliseum and their very solid play uh in american athletic conference competition so uh, we will talk about that as well on today's program and a whole lot more. Shirley Rhodes is here. The Chan Man, Chandler Honeycutt here on a Wednesday. Good to see everybody. Uh, we are in our black today. Blacking it out. Back in black. Paint it black. Yep. Blackout well, Wednesday. Well, we knew it was going to be a rainy afternoon, so I figured we address accordingly. And the wind is whipping outside the Pirate Radio Studios. I see the brownish orange what color would you call those leaves on that tree surely it's uh, almost a gold in fact yeah like a goldish maybe like a semi-dark beige a semi-dark beige ah, semi-dark beige the semi-dark beige leaves flapping around in the wind <laughs> i was gonna say <laughs> flitter is flitter <laughs> or Fli- it's flittering it is it's flittering flittery. they're dancing in the wind dancing in the wind the tree in the wind they're tickling the airwaves steve hill says clipper burgly the burgly the burgly burgly brown local steve hill says two little butt cheeks it's two little butt cheeks he also wants the troy d sigh Oh, yeah. Well, wait a minute. Yep. That's a different page. Oh, hey. Oh. Hey. Oh. 
All right. There that is. Uh, he also wants to send it down to Tony. Let, State wins last night over Notre Dame. Let's send it down to Tony. There you go. Thank you. And amongst all the... <laughs> Chad says, uh, hello, everyone. Nice hat clip. That is a nice hat. I can't say it. I got Don't no, you thank him. I have no response to that. Yep. Because I didn't make the hat. I didn't design it. Do you thank the people at Downey's Wood Ducks? Or, I mean, do you... You would thank them for making, I guess, a cool logo. Yeah. But really, you need to thank the ones that, that put the needle and thread, you know, yeah, put it all together. Stitched it together. Yep. Yeah. Thank them. Uh, give them the compliments. Uh, Tim says, hello, Clip Brock and crew. Hello, so, Tim. Timmy. Timbo. Robert says, cool, neat story. Uh-oh. That might be a different page, Robert. Constructed. Cool, neat story. Cool, neat story. All right. Got all that out of the way. That is how we say hello here on Pirate Radio Live. My guy. Hey, my guy. Just random phrases, comments, sound bites. I want me some glory hope. Thank you, Jerry. Well, you're going to have to wait another year. You are the suck on that all year. You decrepit <laughs> old ghoul. We're going to have to suck on that all off season. Better luck next time. Go uh, talk to Mike McCarthy about, and maybe uh, new Panthers head coach Kellen Moore about what went wrong against the 49ers. Kellen Moore got his second interview today. Second interview. I saw Jeff Saturdays getting his second interview with the Colts. <laughs> what the hell are they talking what about? What is going on? Unbelievable. <laughs> it is unbelievable, Corey. I don't believe it, but hey, whatever uh chad says geez you wear it nicely thank you chad i'll, I'll say thank you to that i go looks good that's all matters we'll find out if that's true we are hot today on a wednesday how about that i guess that's how you'll have to go along in the future like telling people hey you wear that coat nice that coat looks nice on you yeah hey but if i say nice coat all bets are off all thank yous are off i know that's why i bought it like, that sounds so bad, but what are we doing here? Yeah. Let's think about what we're saying to people. Right. Think before you speak. Exactly. That's the lesson. The lesson uh, we are getting across today. Think before you think. Last night. <laughs> <laughs> I want that. Uh, what's that called, Shirley? Like, older folks have it in their home and, like, the, um, it's like on the wall. Um, like in Monogram? Cursive. Or no, no, no. Like, oh, I, I know what you're talking about. It's like home decor. Yeah, not necessarily monogram, but you, what is it called? The act of, uh, so it's in a frame, it's a phrase, it's in cursive. It you, is stitched? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like a cross-stitch type deal. I think that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Cross-stitch that, Chandler. Yeah. Think before you think. Think, think before you think. I like it. Last night, the Pirates took down Tulsa 76-66. I don't know what that song is. There's only one song I hear in Minji's Coliseum. I don't know what that song is either. Pirates win it last night. Big night for Brandon Johnson, 24 points. R.J. Felton, 23 points in the win. My my mop of the game, most outstanding Pirate, Luigi DeBeau. Chandler, you asked Mike Schwartz about Luigi DeBeau after the game. Great question, by the way. Thank you. We'll hear uh, some of Mike Schwartz's comments uh, on today's program. We need to get Peter Foote on the line. Pete. We need to get Big Pete, former Pirate Radio intern. Who Big Pete or Big Feet? Is 
What did you say? Big Pete with the big feet. Yeah, okay. Uh, we need to get feeder. Well, let's call him feeder. <laughs> feeder. <laughs> feeder put. Get, get feeder on the line because he he does something with the stats. He keep up with the stats. He's. I know he at least distributes the stats. He's a to, stat distributor. He's a stat distributor uh, to the the broadcaster. What is the stat? It's a statistic you can look at. That's right. Thanks, that's Bailey. Right. Thanks, Bailey. Um, because I need a stat on. He's got seven rebounds, right? Seven rebounds. That no doesn't points. begin to tell the story. Nope. I need to stat on how many ball. I need to stat on tip balls. A. I need to stat on how many tip balls Luigi Debo has that leads to an extra possession for the Pirates. A lot of the things that he does on the floor for ECU is not going to show up on the stat sheet. And that is wrong. Why is that? I know. We need stats for that. We need stats for other stats. Where's the stats that actually matter? I need advanced stats. The stats to consider. Luigi Debo has his hand on every ball, and I want to know how many extra possessions that leads to. How many points that leads to for East Carolina? How many rebounds Brandon Johnson and R.J. Felton and these guys are getting? Benjamin Baela, eight rebounds. How many of those were tips by Luigi DeBoe? I need that stat. I bet you if you ask Coach Schwartz, he would probably have the answer. Chandler, next game. How many tips does uh, Luigi DeBoe have, Coach? What was your great question? What was your exact question to Schwartz? It was just I said he doesn't have any. He didn't have any points tonight. He did have seven boards, but he brings a lot of energy to the to the floor every time he's on, uh, and he brings a lot of spark, doesn't he? And he answered the question. So you're uh, you were kind of getting to that. Like this would be yeah, more specific. Yeah, yeah. You were so setting next it game up. say, Coach the um, Luigi Luigi DeBoe's tips. Here's a tip. I want you to talk about those tips. Tell me about his tips. I mean, the guy is a tip machine. He's a tipper. He he's is a, he's a, a great, great tipper. tipper. He's the anti. He tips 50%. The anti Scotty Pippen. No tipping Pippen. He tips. Uh, Luigi. And you can't, I mean, you can't say realistically a negative thing about Luigi DeBoe. If you don't think he's a good player, that's fine. But when somebody works as hard as they possibly can and maximizes their potential their ability like what do you have to complain about at that point yeah he does how many times is he on the floor how many times is he on the floor saving the ball how many times is he on the floor not saving the ball because he's smart enough to know it did not go off east carolina he dives he's on the floor but he watches the ball roll out of bounds. He stops himself. He literally stops his momentum. The idiot referees who were out there last night mm. give the ball to Tulsa. Mm-mm-mm. Not so fast, my friend. Let's go to the tape because you missed another one. First of all, if Luigi DeBose is not going after the ball, you should just know that it's ECU's ball. You don't even need to look at the tape. They waste time. They look at the tape. They say, huh, this DeBose fella, he's on the floor not going after the ball. That's because it went off Tulsa. Boom. He's a smart Case fella. solved. Good tipper, smart fella. And, and look, we love Cy Seymour. We love him. It's been a while since we talked to him. Been a while. But we've got to go back to when he said, I feel like ever since he said that the referees this year have gotten better, <laughs> they have been awful. They have been just unbelievably my, awful. My New Year's resolution was to not curse at officials inside Minji's. I am glad to say. No cursing. I have not done that the entire 2023 so far. Yelling, yes. Cursing, no. I 
I've cursed via social media about them. (laughs) Yes, you have. But I've not yelled any curse words at officials in 2023. We had a refuse suck chant by the students last night before the ball was tipped. Yep. That has to be a record. How did they say that ball didn't hit the rim on the uh, shot clock violation? I don't know. I watched that, and I can tell you the trajectory of the ball. That's not what only we said. It, it moves to the left, but you can see the ball spins in a different direction. How many more I examples mean, of evidence do you need? Did the they overhead say, shot Did was they say the best he didn't one. get the shot off in time? That's what they were saying, but uh, the— Because uh, that's different. If they said that, no, all right, fine. No, because they said that the shot wasn't— that they, he didn't get the shot off in time, the, that it was a shot clock violation, which was also incorrect but there, because there was three seconds left on the shot clock <laughs> when the ball hit yeah. the rim. Well, So it didn't who, make any sense. Guess who got robbed of a rebound and Lugie, an assist? And an assist. Lugie, yep, because yep. He, he was the one that, uh, that grabbed the rebound and then handed it off for the wide-open layup. Which none of it counted, and it's and it still stumps me to this moment. Brad said a few cuss words for me last night, he says. Thank you, Brad, and I would appreciate if the rest of you and Minji, since I'm not cursing, I need you to curse at the officials double now to, to make up for my end. Alex on Facebook says, and I guess he used to work in stats with ECU basketball, he says, we used to track deflections back in the day. Why is that not a stat now? Where's the deflection stats? Cool, Alex. I used to not be as fat as I am now. Who cares about back in the day? Are you watching the games, Alex? Well, how about track it from home? Did I, should I not? I mean, did yeah, I go too let's, hard let's, on let's Alex there? Let's take it a little easy. All right. uh, second chance points last night for the Pirates, 17. How much of the 17 points that we got on second chance opportunities do you give credit to Luigi DeBoe? I don't we know. don't know. It'd be cool. We if, don't know. If Alex would kept up with that during Come the on, game. Come on, Alex. Once a pirate, always a pirate, right? Once a pirate statistician, always a pirate statistician. Get a job. Go to hell. Statistician. A statistician is a a person that keeps a stat that you can look at. All right. Uh, Eric M. says, boom, boom, boom. Oh, boy. What can he mean by that? While we're talking about officials and boom, 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 Chandler got some video, which, by the way, I did not consent to, and you will be hearing from my lawyers. Don't be taping me during a game. I'm sorry. I mean, that turned out to be a really good content. Is that even legal for you I, to you know, know what, what you did last night? No, I, I'm the video bandit. <laughs> I'm the unsolicited video bandit. You are videoing me. Shirley, hit the uh, hit the tape. Here's me. So that was video of me telling the refs that they're terrible. And then you hear a little rumbling in the background. And that's, can you hit it again, Shirley? Listen to the song if you can hear it faintly in the background here. You are terrible. And stop playing that song. I mean, it's, it's. Boom, boom, boom. Let me hear you say wayo. Yeah, it's wayo. I thought it was. Boom, boom. Now let me hear say wayo. It's wayo. I, I, I put heyo and then I Googled it and it is wayo. I don't know what wayo is. For some reason, it, it's 
it's been, it, weird. It's happened all year. It's strange. They're trying to make this a thing inside of NG's Coliseum. Any- boom, boom, let me say well. No, the guy in the song is giving you a command. He's he's asking you to say well. Boom, boom, let me say well. Nobody says it. Nobody reacts to it. I've been sick of it all year. I never even noticed it until last night. You said something. They were like, "You were like, why do they play that?" You've song? never noticed so, it. I, I mean, it's all I can hear <laughs> when I lay my head on the pillow at night. Yeah. And, so when you mentioned it, I was like, "Oh my god, they do play it!" But they play it at the most random times <laughs> of the basketball game. It could be ball out on East Carolina, hurricane ball. No. Shooting two for Hurricanes. Johnny Smith. Oh, my God. I don't know. It's not a thing. I don't know why they're trying to make it a thing. I don't know why they thought that that could be our thing. But it, and it, you know those things that are like, it's inconsequential. It's, it's not a huge deal. It's, it's not going to kill me. It shouldn't affect my life, but it does. You know those little things that just kind of get to you and you're sick of them? This is one of those things for me. And as I'm yelling at a ref last night, you are terrible. They play that song. So if you see that video that Chandler illegally took of me in Minji's last night, you'll see I'm looking in a direction saying you are terrible and I'm pointing. And then they hit that song. I then shift my body a little bit. Tur- and then now I'm pointing at somebody else saying, stop playing that song. And it was an <laughs> aggressive point. I'm like the angry old man up there. Trying to enjoy my basketball in Minji's, which is a tough task on its own. This is not an easy life. Yeah, It is not the easiest thing in the world to go to an East Carolina basketball game and enjoy yourself for two hours. They make it tough on you. But last night, the Pirates came from behind, you know, down by as much as eight at one point, I mm-hmm. think. Seven at least. They come back, get the win. All I hear is boom, boom, boom. Let me hear you say, way yo. And a bunch of students leaving to go put on Hawaiian shirts. Can we do something about that too? This is not now. It. This is not who I want to be. I don't want to be the complain after a win. I don't guy. want to either. Yeah, but man, there is some. Ah, I'm not Chandler I'm not at even. some point might go on a rant. He he's not happy with some things inside of Minji's during basketball games. But like he's. This is my one thing. Last night, they, they uh, didn't cut the lights off during the intros. Now, I did see Justin Bear comment on some Twitter posts last night that there was, the a, mal- bear. That there was malfunction. There was a malfunction with the... Oh, what now? What, what did he say that was? The malfunction. Did he struggle with that word as much as you just did? No. <laughs> boom, t- boom, boom, boom. <laughs> I mean, you're trying to say malfunction. But there was a malfunction with a button and they were afraid that if they turned the lights off we'd have a that uh, there would be no lights to be bam turned back on. at a bio situation where the lights go off and don't come back on because i told 
Because I told former intern Pete last night, who gives us the Pete. stats uh, after the game in the press conference room, I said, I've never heard – I said, I've heard of lights not being able to come on. I've never heard of lights not being able to turn off. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> it's so bright in here. Turn these lights off. We can't. Turn them off. Um, Eric says, boom, boom, boom. Let me hear you say, way, yo. Boom, boom, boom. Now let me hear you say, way, yo. The lyrics go from G-rated to X-rated quick. See, now i got to take a look at, at what these lyrics are. And we're feeding these uh, these pirate kids out here. Boom, boom, boom. Let me hear you say, way, yo. This is, now hear this. This is the Out Here Brothers back in the room, ready to rock the world with the boom. So I hope you can stand the vibration because we about to rock the entire nation. All right, here we go. <laughs> oh, boy. Girl, your booty is so round. I just want to play around. First of all, that's not a rhyme. You can't rhyme round with a round. No, yeah. Terrible, terrible writing. Let me take you one more time. I won't stop until you're mine. You are terrible! <laughs> Put your arms around me, girl, and your kisses on my face. Boom, boom, boom. Now let me say well. Uh-oh. Ooh. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. I need to look these up myself. Whoa! Good thing we're only playing that one little part. It gets boom, bad. Boom, now let me say well. Remember that intern we were talking about? A moment ago, what's his name? Feet. Feet. What's his what? real name? Peter Foot. Peter Foot. What's his first name? Pete. Oh my God! That word oh. is in the song. Oh. And they're not talking about Peter Foot, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. They are not talking about our former Pirate Radio. Maybe intern. that's why they play it all the time because the the like music <laughs> operator sits beside him. The guys. <laughs> Mike P, Peter, this is for you. <laughs> Mike P says, boom, 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 pay your light bill. John Moody, you son of a... John says, I always say way o back. John! John, you are part of the... You are terrible! Get a job! Go to hell! Hey, John Moody, go to hell! Go to hell! Get a job! <laughs> you say way back? I did. You know what? I just. Boom, boom, boom. You probably just said it right now, didn't you? I did not take you as that kind of person. Man, you know when you. Like Deshaun Watson, I held him in such high regard. John, you're on the Deshaun Watson list now. That's not a list you want to be on, my friend. Did I say my friend? My former friend. Boom, boom, boom. Let me say this song. Go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> this song actually needs to be canceled. Surely, next time I'm in Minji's and they play Boom Boom Boom, here's my response. Go to hell. Chandler, will you join me in that? Absolutely. I just need the to take moron my... of the month. <laughs> I just need to take my media pass off first. Boom boom boom. Let me say hey, oh. Go to hell. Go to hell. The moron of the month. Josh says you should come. Juan McMillan. Juan McMillan. Coach, what do you think about this song? Boom, boom, boom. No shark. No shark. Not a shark. Not a shark song. This is a catfish song if I've ever heard one. Josh says you should call this segment Get Off My Lawn. I know. I hate to be that guy. Go to hell. Michael says, John Moody keeps saying way-o. Please stop playing it. Thank you, Michael. Boom, boom, boom. Now let me say way-o. 
that's why they keep playing it because oh, is they he telling did- us to stop playing it. We'll never stop playing it. Now it's our song. We're making it ours, so it can't be theirs anymore. Oh man, boom, boom, boom. Let me hear you say way yo. Boom, boom, boom. Now let me hear you say way yo. You are terrible. Go to hell, John. Get a job. Go to hell. I have turned into Tommy Toberville. Yes, you have. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, John says something I'm very scared of. And I think this is why I'm being so combative about this. He says, y'all are going to like it too by the end of this show. Mm. I'm scared that I'm going to hate it so much, play it so much, that by the end of the show, it might be my favorite song. Boom, boom, boom. Now let me say well. And I'm going to be one of those suckers. Like John Moody saying way back to him at the next home game on Sunday against Wichita State. Do not do not fall into that trap. I don't want to. That's man. what they want you to do. I'm easily manipulated. This is what the game day operations people want you to do. They want you to fall into this trap. <laughs> the way Uh and by the end of the show, I'm gonna read the lyrics. I've read it. I don't think they should play it anymore. <laughs> I mean, I, that is. Go to hell. It goes from zero to a hundred real quick. Hunted. Chad says, "Well, now I'm getting fired for looking up the lyrics at work." Yeah, this is not suitable for work, folks. Cocahones. Not suitable at all. Robert says, "Senator Clip Tuberville." Go to hell, Robert. Go to hell. Get a job. Mike P says, "Can you require Patrick Mason to say wayo after everything he says today?" <laughs> Patrick, how was media day? Oh, it was great. I enjoyed talking to Cliff Goblin Wayo. Boom, boom, boom. Now let me say Wayo. I love that song. It's a fun song. Wayo. Wayo. Take a break. Shirley Rhodes. Boom, boom. It's time to take a break now. Break now. You are terrible. That was funny, but you will hear from my, uh, from my attorneys, Chandler. <laughs> Bring it on. I got a I'll hungry lawyer myself. that'll fight the case. Randolph says, "Go to hell." No, he didn't say that. No. <laughs> Randolph, be be nice. He said, "Hope to see y'all at AJ's tonight, enjoying uh, an adult beverage there." Come on, sports trivia, eight o'clock. Come on out after ECU women's hoops. Randolph, <laughs> Randolph also said, "Boom, boom, boom." Dax just threw another pick recorded by the Forty Niners. When we return, we will visit with the voice. Jeff Charles. Josh Thomas says, I haven't heard it once in Minji's. I'm scared the next game I won't be able to unhear it. Good. If I have to hear it, everybody has to hear it. I can't believe that he hasn't heard it. The moron of the month. Now that's a little harsh. Now that ain't edge. <laughs> that ain't edge. We'll be back with you on Pirate Radio well, Live with Jeff Charles after this. You're listening.
listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Hemp Garden is your premium CBD retailer in eastern North Carolina. Find yourself having anxiety or in need of extra sleep support? Hemp Garden has a variety of Delta 8 and Delta 9 products that can assist with those issues. If you're unable to stop by the store, don't worry. Give them a call today at 413-6100 for a consultation and they'll ship right to your door. Hemp Garden, located at 3040 South Evans Street in the Target Shopping Center in Greenville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Alrighty, fun segment one. Redbeard on Twitter said, wait, John Moody says wayo, but hates living on a prayer? Hashtag go to hell. Thank you, Redbeard, for that. Go to hell. <laughs> uh, Chip on Facebook says, boom, boom, boom. Georgia just scored another touchdown. So I guess we're going to, we've made that a thing, just like they're trying to in Minji's Coliseum. Let's make winning a thing. It was fun uh, to hear Jeff Charles paint one purple last night. For the first time in a while, he joins us on the Pitt Electric Live Line coming off a pirate victory last night in hoops over Tulsa. Jeff, how you doing today? I'm doing great, Clip, and uh, you're right. It was a lot of fun, and it was a long time, too. The last time the Pirates had won was December 31st. That was New Year's Eve in mm. Wichita, Kansas. So the Pirates were 0 for January, and they were 0 for 2023. So it had been a five-game losing streak, and it was really good to see the guys play well last night. And what was really encouraging last night, Clip, is that the Pirates shot 50% from the field. It's been a yeah. while since that has happened. So that was good. And then when you have uh, Brandon Johnson get 24, that equals his career high. He had 24 against Mercer earlier this year. R.J. Felton had 23. That's the fourth 20-point game for R.J. this year. When you get that kind of production from those two guys, and then Baela came in and did a really nice job. I think everybody's been waiting for him and for the light bulb to turn on. It did last night. And he had three threes and had 11 points, made a nice contribution off the bench as well. So... It was a good win. These conference wins, as you well know, Cliff, these conference wins are very, very difficult to get. And any time you get one, you need to celebrate a little bit. Jeff Charles joining us. You're right, Jeff, and you said it uh, after the game. You said it to Mike Schwartz as well. A lot of heroes uh, for the Pirates last night in the win. I want to highlight some of those. And, and R.J. Felton made 10 field goals last night. And he's had some games where he's had 20-point games and hasn't made that many field goals because he's hit from behind the three-point line. Last night, just one of five was struggling from the outside. So what did he do, Jeff? He got in the paint. Uh, For a while, his shot chart, the made shots, was just a blob right around the basket. But also, if you if you don't like the threes, if you if you like the old school kind of basketball, you like RJ last night because he was getting to the rim and hitting that mid range jump shot. Jeff, he uh, perfected that last night. Really liked his offensive game when his three point shot wasn't falling last night. And there was a reason that he did that last night, Cliff. It's because there was a new wrinkle in the Pirate offense that Coach Schwartz put in, and as you saw watching the game last night at Minji's, he was posting up like right behind the free throw line right at the top of the key Mm. and the Pirates were running a a lot of isolation plays for him from that point that's a new wrinkle we have not seen that this year and they were coming down getting RJ the ball in that position and he was able to take the ball into the paint or sometimes get it all the way to the rim 
So that's uh, something I'm sure Wichita State has taken a look at as they get ready to take on the Pirates on Sunday because we've not seen that. Also, another change last night, uh, maybe not quite that drastic, but the Pirates played a little more zone last night. Now, we saw the zone a couple of games ago, and that's been a new wrinkle as well, but because of some of the shortages in personnel and some of the things the Pirates are going through in that area, the zone has been effective. And they went to it again last night. It's always uh, a good, I think, to have a zone defense in your back pocket. I know so many of these coaches are man-to-man guys. But, uh, yeah, it just throws another wrinkle in there that the opposition has to get ready for. And you've seen it so many times, Clip, in basketball games you've watched over the years. All of a sudden, the team's playing man-to-man, you know, possession after possession. And then... A team goes out there and throws the zone up, and then you just see kind of like deer in the headlights <laughs> yeah. from the opposition. They're like, oh, my goodness, what are we going to do now? How are we going to probe the zone? Where's the ball going to go? Who's going to move here? Who's going to move there? You always see that at least the first possession or two when a team goes to the zone. So I think it's been real effective. And, of course, Coach Schwartz is a man-to-man guy, but he, he knows that the zone can be effective at times, and they've been able to get some good mileage out of it. A couple other guys to highlight from last night, Jeff, uh, and and guys that didn't make a field goal. Luigi DeBeau and Jaden Walker combined to go 0 for 5 from the floor. Jaden did make his free throws, especially down the stretch, 4 for 4 from the line. But, man, Jaden Walker was playing some lockdown defense last night. In the second half, late in the game, Tulsa, you know, struggled just to kind of get their offense going with, uh, you know, 10, 15 seconds on the shot clock. He, he was really guarding their guards well. And then Luigi DeBoe, we talked about him segment one, but seven rebounds last night. I wanted to, I want somebody there to keep up with the stat, Jeff, on just how many times he gets his hand on a ball and creates an extra possession for East Carolina or saves it. He does so many things that are not kept up with the stats. And I said, I mean, he just maximizes his ability, his uh, potential every time he's out on the court with his hustle, but just getting his hands on the ball. I mean, just kind of the little things that don't show up. But, man, he's uh, he's huge for, for ECU success here, especially last night in the win. Yeah, he really was, and he plays so hard. He plays with his heart and soul every time he's out there, as you well know, Cliff. And it's good to see him getting some more playing time. He played 22 minutes at Temple last week and that's a high water mark for him this year and he played extended minutes again last night and he makes a difference when he's out there like we've always said you can't coach seven feet and he is a legitimate seven footer who makes things happen and he did a really good job again even though it doesn't show up that much in the stat sheet and you're right about Jaden walker too because oftentimes he was matched up with anthony pritchard who's a really good guard at tulsa a guy who can really get in the paint and really get to the rim and Jaden was in his grill most of the night, especially in the second half. I thought he did a terrific job. And Jaden also is not a very good free throw shooter, 57% coming into the game last night. But when he had to make them late, he made four in a row. And so he made his contribution too. So, yeah, there were a lot of heroes last night. A lot of guys came through and played well. And now let's see if the Pirates can carry that over to Sunday. Wichita State is in town. That is a 12 noon Sunday game. Very odd, but it's on television, so it's a 12 noon game on Sunday. And as I just mentioned, the Pirates went out to Wichita and won that game on December 31st. Now, in that game, Craig Porter Jr., who is the best player at Wichita, he was coming off an ankle injury, and he did play against the Pirates, but he only played a few minutes, and he was just not himself. You could tell when he was out there. Well, he's back now. He's healthy, 
and he's doing a really good job for them. And he's a very athletic guard. The Pirates will have to uh, match up with in the game on Sunday. But, hey, they beat Wichita and Wichita, and maybe they can get him again at home. In that game as well, uh, Javon Small had 14 points to six assists for East Carolina, and uh, they'll be without those numbers coming up when they take on the Shockers on Sunday, Jeff. And speaking of Javon, actually got a, a little bit of a timetable uh, post game from Mike Schwartz last night saying he'd miss another three to four weeks. So I guess if you want to look at that from a positive standpoint, uh, at least maybe you'll see Javon before the end of the year. That is positive news. Also, update on Winston Tabs. Uh, Mike Schwartz said he is. Uh, now away from the team focusing uh, on his health his future so we're not going to see any more of Winston Tabs we got uh, some updates from coach Schwartz on those guards after the game last night voice yeah we sure did and Winston has worked so hard to get back he had the damaged knees as we know when he came in here from Boston College and I really feel for the young man because he's worked again so hard and we were encouraged. Uh, the one game he had it in Florida back at the Gulf Coast Showcase, Cliff, you may remember he had a really good game down there. He had 14 points. And I thought, well, maybe he's turning the corner and maybe he's going to be a contributor this year. But, again, uh, the knees just aren't there. And I know he's frustrated with it when you're an athlete at this level and you've been able to do things like he was able to do at Boston College. I mean, his last year there before he got hurt, he was averaging – 13 points a game in the ACC. And then, you know, you've been at that level and you've been a really good player. And then you go out there now after a couple of knee injuries and it's just not the same. And again, I, f I feel for him. I, I really thought that again, he was going to come back and, and be a contributor because we had him on our star of the game on the network after that game he had in Florida. He had a big smile on his face and to Winston, you know, we're really proud of you. We know how hard you've worked and, I think at that point he thought he was turning the corner, but it just hasn't worked out, so I'm not really sure what his future is. I believe Winston has one more year of eligibility remaining, so maybe he can take a little time off here and do whatever he can do to rehab the knees and maybe come back and play next year and have a good uh, final season in his, in his last year in college. So, yeah, it, it, was, uh, it was disappointing to hear uh, Coach say that yesterday for Winston, and then, of course, you mentioned Javon. I, I was really concerned really just a couple of days ago whether or not Javon was going to play anymore this year. Uh, I don't think we still know if he will or not, but I think there is a possibility. I think the door is still cracked just a bit. Uh, he may be able to come back the 1st of March, last week of February, hopefully. But, uh, you know, when this happens with a basketball team clip, now you see guys like Caleb LeCount. We haven't mentioned Caleb. And he played a really good first half last night. Yeah, He ended up with eight points. He got to the basket, Jeff, or amongst the trees. He had at least three layups last night. And sometimes, you know, you say, like, oh, my goodness, he's not going to finish. And a lot of times he doesn't finish, Cliff. But sometimes he does, too. And and he's a little guy. You know, I know he's listed at 5'7", but he's not 5'7". And uh, he's able to finish in there every now and then. The liability, of course, is on defense. And, you can see it as soon as he is in the game. They try and post him up, and what happens then, he needs help. And so here comes the double, and the guy with the ball then dumps the ball off to somebody else because that guy's had to leave his man. So, you know, he has his liabilities because he is he is small, but I'll tell you, he's a scrapper. He made a lot of winning plays last night. He had a good ball game. He had eight points. And uh, so now my point is that guys start filling roles that they weren't filling before, 
And so then you kind of develop another kind of chemistry out on the floor with your team. And so now Caleb's starting, and Jaden Walker's playing uh, a lot now at the point as well, and even R.J. Felton's played there a little bit. So all of a sudden now you're seeing the team take on a little bit of a different direction and a little bit of a different uh, identity. Jeff Charles joining us will be on the call on Sunday as the Pirates take on Wichita State. Looking at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Wichita State has a big one tonight at home against Tulane. That should be a good one at 9 o'clock on ESPNU. Jeff Houston is at UCF tonight, 7 o'clock uh, on ESPN+. Plus. Chandler and I were talking last week about, you know, will Houston lose an American game uh, this season? We both lean toward yes, and... I threw out a couple of potential landmines at Tulane last week for Houston while they won that game by 20. I said maybe tonight against UCF. I did not say anything about the game sandwiched in between those, and that was the Temple Owls knocking off Houston. And you've had a chance to see Temple twice now. That was one of the kind of eye-opening results from the weekend. The other was Tulsa knocking off Tulane. That Tulsa team we saw last night was able to to beat Tulane over the weekend. But how about Houston going down uh, to Temple last weekend? Jeff, it's kind of once again another example of uh, every night you got to bring it here in this league. Yeah, no doubt about that. Somebody could have made a lot of money if they'd have bet on Temple last week because I don't think anybody thought that uh, they were going to win that game. But they are a very te- uh, tough team to defend, Clip, and you've seen them on television. You've seen them against the Pirates. And when you have two guys who can create their own shot in Damian Dunn and also Khalif Battle. I mean, it's tough. I mean, they spread you out, and those guys can do two things. They they can shoot threes and make threes. They both have good mid-range games. They both can get into the paint. They both can get to the rim. And then what's really important to note about those two guys is they're great free-throw shooters. So they're going to get fouled a lot going to the basket, and they're both about 85 86%. And so you foul those guys, they go to the line, and they make free-throws, Damian Dunn in some games this year. He's just lived at the free-throw line. And even when they get down, you know, seven, eight, ten points, and Michael Perry, my broadcast partner, makes this point a lot on the air. He says, what you need to do when you get down double figures like that is give the ball to a guy who can get to the paint, and uh, he's going to get fouled, and then you can chip away with a clock stop and start to catch up making free throws. Well, that's what Temple does. And then they've got enough athleticism on the back line that can cause people some problems as well. And uh, their point guard now is second year, Miller, and he does a pretty good job running the show for them. So they're a tough out. I wouldn't want to play them in a tournament game. They're kind of a a team in the tournament situation clip that would be difficult to beat. And it'll be interesting to see if they can continue to to win games now. Uh, They're just like so many other teams around the country. They lost a bunch of guys from last year, and they lost some really good players who were playing at high major one programs. And so going into the year, I was kind of like, I don't know if Temple's going to be very good or not, but they've got those two guys, and then they've brought in some other players, and then they had some other experienced guys who maybe didn't play the same roles they're playing this year that came back. They're not a real deep team. They only go about seven or eight deep, but the guys they have out there are pretty good. And they can give a lot of people trouble. Yeah, and a great example of, and I fall into this trap every year in a lot of different sports that, you know, but in college basketball, your record in November and December is not maybe uh, indicative of what the team will look like by March. And Temple 
Jeff has 12 wins, half of those coming in the American. Now, they only had six wins non-conference. They are 6-2 and two in league play. They'll take on South Florida tonight, three games in the AAC, including uh, Houston at UCF. And if you want to keep an eye on the Shockers, Wichita State hosting Tulane at 9 o'clock. Jeff, I uh, appreciate your time. Uh, real quick before we wrap it up, uh, you got Bengals against the hobbled Patrick Mahomes and also great showdown in the NFC between the Niners and Eagles. Who do you think meets up in the Super Bowl? Oh, boy. I'll go with the 49ers, and uh, I know I'm thinking with my heart a little bit here, Clip, but I'll go with the Bengals. I do really think the Bengals can win that game. Yeah. So I'll go with uh, the Midwest against the uh, West Coast. All right, there you go. The, uh, the, the voices picks here on Pirate Radio Live. Jeff, thanks for joining us today, and uh, have a great call on Sunday. Sounds great, Clip. And if I could mention one other thing. Sure. Uh, I mentioned this on our sportscast today. I don't know if you mentioned it on your show today or not, but – Congratulations to Rosie Thompson. She is going into the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame. We just got that word last night. And Rosie's the greatest women's basketball player ever at ECU. And that's a great honor for her. She'll join a number of other folks who have been athletes at ECU in the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame. I think it's either in April or May they're going to have the banquet in Raleigh like they do every year. But really happy for Rosie. And she spent her whole career at ECU as a player and of course, a student athlete, and then she was a coach. She was the head women's coach and then spent many, many years in the athletic administration at ECU. She retired just a few years ago, but really happy for Rosie. She's an outstanding lady, and it's great to see her get that recognition. We did mention that yesterday, Jeff, and that's awesome. Uh, and speaking of women's hoops, 14-6 and six overall, 5-2 and two in conference play, 9-2 and two at home. They play Memphis at 6 o'clock, and – Starting to get a little buzz, Jeff. This is the best uh, the women's uh, team has done in a while. Definitely Kim McNeil's best team since she's been here and uh, something that uh, folks are getting a little bit excited about. Yeah, good for them. I mean, they've worked hard, and I uh, saw them practice yesterday. They were still out there on the floor before uh, ACU's game, the men's game last night, and we get there early, and they were still practicing. And, you know, boy, they seemed like they had a lot of spirit, a lot of enthusiasm. So uh, good for the ladies' team. We hope they keep winning. No doubt about it. Jeff, thanks for joining us. We'll uh, talk again next week. Okay, Clip. Sounds great. There is the voice, Jeff Charles, joining us on the Pit Electric Live line. Let's take a timeout, come back, wrap up hour number one here on Pirate Radio Live. Uh, a big announcement regarding Clip's Don't Overthink It pick of the day when we return after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is AJ McMurphy's. AJ's has daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio, perfect for some outdoor dining. There's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Clip Rock on Wednesday nights. AJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All righty. Looking at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck. Dubuck. 
Good one tonight in the Big East. Tipping off at 6.30. It'll be Xavier at UConn. As I mentioned, Houston, number three in the country, will be at UCF at 7 o'clock. Number four, Tennessee will host Georgia. Providence is at home against Butler. Uh, Mississippi State on the road at Alabama at 9. And Steve Rockefort and his Texas A&M Aggies didn't get off to a great start um, to the season, but they're 5-1 and one in the SEC. They have a big one on the road tonight at Auburn. And uh, that one is at 9 o'clock. Auburn, the number 15 ranked team in the country last night in college basketball north carolina defeated syracuse but they did not defeat them by enough to cover making my don't overthink it pick it up the in fact that was what was do you remember chandler was it four and a half or five and a half i can't remember exactly what it was it was either four and a half or five and a half and they won by four Mm. so that one's uh tough gf but uh chandler that puts me at four and four and i've been doing this a long time you got to go all the way back to last week when i started this and when you're in this business this uh, this pig business it's a, it's a tough business sometimes you like to go out on top i think the best way for me to go out is 500 even steven you're saying this is it I, i'm retiring the don't ever this think is it? Pick of the night yeah this is it after I, all the work you put in i mean for all this time b s t blood sweat and tears have been put into this thing but i gotta hang it up you're kidding now i could always come back and start a new pick of the night with a different name I just, which i'll definitely do I in just, fact i might start that today in hour three i mean there was highs and there was lows but yeah I yeah. mean, I just remembered the good times, man. You uh, went on a hot streak to start. <laughs> no, I didn't. I lost the first two. Oh, well. Then I won I four, you, to, I, four but, in a row. Okay, then you won four in a row, but it's just been, man, what what a great week it's What's been. What's the phrase, don't be sad it's over, be happy that it happened? Something to that be effect. Be glad that it happened. Yeah. So, well, so I'm glad that it happened. The don't overthink it pick of the night uh, is over. But again, by the end of this show, there might be a new title. I'm just retiring this particular segment. That segment will never die. And I will die on that hill. (laughs) Man, uh, well, congratulations on a good career uh, with that segment. Is it good? Is 4 and 4 good? It's not bad. It's not bad. Anything not losing is bad. In the the gambling world, if you can at least go 500 and break even, (laughs) you're you're, you're doing great. We enjoyed it. It was was a great time. Uh, But now stay tuned for tournament time. I'm sorry. That's not. Yeah, that's the song I was looking for. Um, We could be going down the old well. Uh Could it be? You know you. You know you know you. Or could it be tough as nails, Arkansas? We shall see. Yeah. Uh, Uh, Both of those teams winning last night, by the way. Miami won by 23 points over Florida State last night. Wow. So they put it on. all about the U. Uh, We like the U in postseason, and uh, we like Pig Suey. And you know who else we like? We like the Pirates making a run this year in the American tournament. Let's do it. They won last night. Ezra had zero points and didn't do anything. If they can get him back going... Nah, I'm trying to like talk myself into something here. Yeah. Tell you what, I was glad to see him win last night, though. It's fun. Winning is fun, man. I love to see the Pirates actually shooting basketball pretty darn well. They shot, like Jeff Charles said, 50% from the field. Yeah. 
um, a lot better than what it has been in the past. I mean, the Pirates have struggled shooting the basketball all year all year long, but last night it wasn't a problem. And, and getting to the there. rack. Yeah. RJ getting to the rack. Brandon Johnson had a lot of dunks. Caleb account three layups at the rim. And Good to see. Complimentary basketball, too, with some great passes as well, sharing the basketball all we, night long. We love the play. Got me out of my seat when Caleb got the steal and the dish. Oh, yeah. For the deuce. That was nice. Beautiful, beautiful. That was nice. Oh, by the way, and a little um, a nugget, I go, who's going to join us at 5 o'clock or in the third hour, I should say. Um, Have he, some awareness. Yeah, sorry. Uh, he did ask Mike Schwartz last night of the status of Javon Small, and it looks like it will, he will be out for at least four weeks uh four to five weeks uh javon small will be out so was it four to, okay well um, i mentioned that with jeff charles which you were not paying attention to that interview which that's fine you were doing other well, things. i'm just saying for people that are just now tuning in by the way chandler something there surely take us the break i thought about this i want to do a segment entirely for our encore listeners like just speak as if as if it's in the morning so next segment when we come back it's going to be just for our morning listeners okay so it's gonna be good morning what time is it gonna be shirley an hour two 8 a.m it's gonna be 8 a.m when we return we're gonna welcome you to a bright new day thursday and this one's for you guys we, we ignore our morning listeners but not when we return on pirate radio live after this listening to hour two of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear now back to the show welcome back thinking about takeout tonight familia can make everything real easy for you with a great selection of italian food and more visit FamiliaNC.com to see the full menu featuring pizzas pastas salads and homemade desserts Place your order online or call 689-6330 and Familia will have your order ready in their convenient drive through window for pickup. Finish up a busy day with a great dinner for yourself or your family from Familia. Familia on Fire Tower Road near Pitt Community College. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Rock. All right, great to be here with you bright and early on this Thursday morning. Here on Pirate Radio Live, it is around 8 a.m. And Chandler, we're still kind of waking up here. Yeah, since it's so early in the morning. Boy, great to I didn't see. Sleep good last night. Great to see our old friend the sun back though. Hey, son, how are you doing this Man, morning? It rained uh, yesterday. Some brutal rain during our Wednesday show, but uh, this Thursday morning, that rain uh, has gone away. Happy Baby Friday! Oh, come on. Are we doing that? Sorry. We almost made it. I mean, it's, it's Thursday. I just wanted, so close. I wanted to break that out. We almost made it to Friday. You are terrible. That's not nice. Can't believe that was two days ago. Now. I know, right? It's hard to believe. Boom, boom, boom. Is that song still a thing? Yeah. It still is. Uh, but yeah, coming up later on this afternoon on Pirate Radio Live, our live Thursday edition, Troy D will be here. Uh, we will be playing the sound game with Shirley Rhodes. Uh, Dad has tried to grab a controller and play with the kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Troy wants to play. 
um, we're going to give him his own edition in hour number one. So we're going to play the sound game in hour one and name that sound in hour one and hour two. Uh, we're going to have a Troy D edition in uh, hour one at three o'clock later this afternoon. Since again, you're listening to our live Thursday morning edition of Pirate Radio Live. Hello, morning people. How are y'all doing today? Wake up. Wake up, folks. Hey, hey you're driving to work. Have a great day at work. Uh, and when you're getting off of work and heading home, tune in later on this afternoon for Pirate Radio Live. We're double dipping as we do every day. We're showing some love to our morning listeners, uh, but we'll play Name That Sound. Uh, Josh Hawkins, former Pirate Corner, now in the XFL, going to join us on the show. The big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, and more coming up later on today. Um, I did, this is old news by this point, but I do want to hear some of uh, Mike Schwartz. Uh, by the way, speaking of Menji's Coliseum, on uh, Tuesday night, a couple days ago. Boom, 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 Heard a lot of that. Also, surely a um, a man came up to me as I was sitting in Section 213 before the game, and he said, hey, Clip, love listening to the show. He said, but, I knew a but was coming. I, I was like, oh. He didn't show you his, did he? No, no, <laughs> no but from him. But, and I was like, what's the but, man? What's this butt going to be? Tell me the butt. But my son, not a fan. Does, doesn't like sports talk radio. Up yours, kid. Whoa! <laughs> what would Tommy Toverville say to that kid? Go to hell. <laughs> what, what else would he say? Go to hell. Get a job. <laughs> hey, why is your son listening to talk radio? Why don't he get a job? Get a job, kid. <laughs> First of all, how old is this kid? Do we know? old enough to have a job get one judging by this gentleman who i would say is maybe late 20s early 30s 30s perhaps i'm gonna put this kid at around um seven to ten years old just a guess i don't know this guy might have been mid-20s kid could be even even younger than that either way he needs to get a job and contribute to society (laughs) we can all agree on that especially senator tubbs go to hell get a job um why did i bring this up because he said his kid while not a fan of sports talk radio was a fan of name that sound ah says he can't get enough of it so uh wanted can't to, get enough wanted to pass that along to you shirley i'm for the daddies out there shirley's for the kids chandler <laughs> what am i for for the mamas hey Mamas! Good morning, mamas! How's all the moms doing out there? How's all the mamas out there this morning, this fine Thursday morning? Dropping the kids off at school? Yeah. Chandler, you'd be a good school security guy. I appreciate that. You're good with kids, and you're kind of winking at the mamas as they ride by. Hey, little Johnny, hey, have a good day at school. (laughs) See you, Sarah! (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was creepy. (laughs) Speaking of looking after kids, we got to check on the hiring process going on at ECU right now because who is manning the kids zone Tuesday night in Menji's Coliseum? Former Pirate Radio intern Ian. What do you think of that? Ian. He's he's promoted, ain't he? You talk about just going up. I have an important question for you. Okay. What is Brittany doing with her life? Who? Who? 
we Chandler tells me at halftime, hey, uh, former Pirate Radio interns running the kids zone tonight. I'm like, what? What in the wide world of sports is going on? I walk up there. He is kicked back looking at his phone, probably looking at like Eagles fans acting horrible and being terriblehumans.com. And I look around. There's like eight kids playing cornhole. They're firing at 100 miles per hour. He's not even paying attention to what's going on. Come on, Ian. I'm joking. Get your head out of your ass. He's doing a fine job. But uh, go to hell and and quit your job. (laughs) The moron of the month. (laughs) But Ian, uh, no, he was doing fine. Parents were having a blast. Kids were having an awesome time. They got the cornhole boards, and this kid, they were going back and forth, sinking them. They were little kids. They were fired up. But uh, good to see Ian last night, his Philadelphia Eagles in action on Pirate Radio this weekend. That was two days ago. Last night, I was at Sports Trivia. That's right. Wednesday night. Uh, Hey, look. Sometimes it's early in the morning. I forget what day it is. Look, it happens. I'm having a bad your. Hey, do not Dan Marino yourself and beat yourself up. (laughs) Because of Brian Greasy, he's the number one rated quarterback, and there's a good reason why. I was talking to T-Buck. He was golfing. He was on a bye week, by the way, playing golf. He told me that defense is blocked. <laughs> Daddy boy, calm down. Dude, we need a glass table. That table blast he did, he like he tried to break the glass table. We need a glass Psycho. table made for great sound effects. What are we talking about? Oh, we're talking about uh being in Minji's Coliseum. Talk to the dude. He's got a kid. Boom, boom, boom. Chandler's for the moms. Talk to Ian. And we have circled back to Mike Schwartz. Let's hear a little bit of Mike Schwartz from last night. Oh, two nights ago. Great Tuesday respect night. respect for uh, Coach Conkle and the Tulsa program. Uh, you know, they've been playing really good basketball. Timeout. Do you really have great respect for Coach Conkle? I guess he does. I should take him at his word. He's not lying. But Coach Conkle, he looked like Steve Kerr. And he by the did. way, he, he did remind me a lot of Steve Kerr. He didn't say anything negative about Greenville. It was the radio dude. Yeah. Right. So you can give Conkle a break. But uh, anyway, let's hear Mike Schwartz. Great respect for uh, Coach Conkle and the Tulsa program. Uh, you know, they've been playing really good basketball the last four games, particularly, and I thought they did again tonight. And just a really hard fought game, and I'm glad we were able to, in the second half, do some things that allowed us to, you know, to get a home victory. You know, no, you know, I think you, well, you give RJ all the credit. I mean, RJ put the ball in the basket. I think over the last three to four days with that break and with losing Javon, then looking at our rotation, we've had to put some different things in offensively to try and control pace a little bit, try and control possessions, particularly late clock, try and control some possessions because it isn't just going to find Javon's hands naturally right now and play off it where whether he gets a shot or creates something. So we did some things offensively, and we worked on some things to have RJ or Brandon or different guys in different positions. And in that high post was one of the areas that we worked on with RJ, and he did a great job with it. Didn't Viola have one of his best games? Was it a matter of him just getting comfortable on the floor and getting acclimated to the D1 game? And uh, what's your like assessment on this game tonight? Oh, I think you hit it on the head, and I think as, as – much as we needed it, as proud as everybody is of Ben, the locker room and the coaches and the players are even happier for him because he has gone through it. He's been in some, some valleys where he's been struggling and offensively, and he's never wavered in terms of how hard he worked. He's kept a great attitude, 
and to see Ben play like he did today with the great confidence, shooting the basketball. Uh, he just looked good out there. He looked very comfortable handling the basketball. And, you know, as big as anything was he's plus 15 on the plus minus, which is as big a stat as any. He led our team in the plus minus at plus 15, and he has eight rebounds. And for him to bring eight, he's always defended and rebounded, but to put that with knocking in three threes, off screens and playing and moving the basketball and kind of a subtle thing he did late was handling the basketball late versus some of the press and things like that. So really proud of Ben and, and I think, you know, hopefully he'll continue to grow as the season goes. After such a dominant half from Bryant Silabangu, how did you slow him down in the second half? Yeah, he's hard to slow down. I mean, he's one of the best post players in the league scoring. He is the leading rebounder in the league or one of the top. So you just emphasize it. I mean, we're not a big post-double team. That's not who we are. We don't want to get in rotations. We, you know, we want to try and rely on scouting report and physicality. Um, was disappointed with some of our physicality in the first half. He's going to score. It's just got to be a little bit harder, in our opinion. And if he does, you, you know, you pat him on the back and, you know, he did what he did. But you got to try and make him do it on our terms. And he was scoring both on our terms and his terms in the first half. And in the second half, I think our guys did a better job executing. And, you know, Luigi used his length. And, you know, and then obviously we played zone some, so zone helps you with that on the inside. Defensively, it seemed like Jaden made a big difference in the second half. Just kind of what's that dynamic like? Maybe you are a little more dynamic with, uh, you know, Caleb running the point versus Jaden defensively. Yeah, you just you hit it on the head, and that was the decision we made because Caleb was playing really good on offense. He really was. First play, of the second half, they go to a post ISO and they post, you know, they post Caleb. They back him down and they score on the first play, of the second half. Um, so we we decided that obviously we didn't have a true point guard out on the floor offensively, but I give Jaden a ton of credit with what he did. I mean, he managed the game. He managed the game running our offense. He managed the game late clock, getting the ball to the guys we wanted to. A lot of times it was RJ getting it to him late clock. And he really did a very good job handling the press late game because they have very fast, athletic, strong guards between Griffin, Betson, Pritchard. I mean, those guys can come downhill on you on offense, and they cause a problem with the way they press and the way they can, you know, they did. And Jaden did a really nice job with that. But you just said it. We decided that we needed to have a defensive lineup out there. And I thought Jaden, Ben, RJ, they really did a good job guarding on the perimeter uh, for the majority of the second half. You mentioned Lungi earlier. He didn't have any points. He did have seven rebounds. But talk about the spark that he brings on the floor. He plays with so much energy, doesn't he? Yeah, huge. And we talk, and you know when he plays with energy and he plays with great physicality. And that's what you expect from a senior, and that's what we want to rub off on our other guys, whether it be freshmen, sophomores, whatever. We want it to rub off on them understanding how physical this game is. You're not going to win in the American Conference not playing physical. And there are certain guys on the team that we challenge every day, including during the game, that if you don't play physical, it doesn't matter how good you look or if the ball goes in the basket, not playing physical is not going to allow us to be a winning ball club. And Luigi, from that standpoint, does that every time he steps on the floor. Can a win like this inject some confidence or just kind of show that things are, are working? You know, after just, I guess, almost three weeks without a win, I mean, what does that do for you? Yeah, you know, I've been asked this a lot. You know, how are the guys doing? What's the spirit of the team? You know, we had our best two practices the last two days. So the, the competitiveness, the spirit, the energy of the team has not wavered. Is there obviously frustration and disappointment from losing and, and being on a spell that we've been on? Absolutely. You know, but I would tell you the win or if we hadn't come out on top today, we still 
would be saying, we got to get better tomorrow. We got to get better for Sunday. We got to get better the next time we hit the court. So win or loss. Now, it feels good. I know it feels good to the guys, and the locker room feels a lot different after a win, but that's going to fade really quickly. And we're just going to have to get back to it and try and be better because we know what we got coming down the pipe, and we just have to get better. Coach, is there any timetable with Javon yet? And also, we didn't see Winston on the bench tonight. Yeah, both things. I'll start with uh, Javon. Uh, Javon will be out uh, about three to four weeks minimum. So whether we get him back at the end of this season, we'll see. That's up in the air. We may get, you know, we may be able to have him towards the latter part of the season into the AAC tournament. Or we may not. I think that's just a determining factor with C. So he'll be out, you know, a minimum of four weeks, it looks like. And then Winston has decided to step away from the team and really just focus right now on his body, physically, his health. You know, he did such an incredible job getting back onto the court. But Winston has an expectation for himself on where he wants his body to be while he's playing. And he's healthy. He's good. He's doing great. We fully support him. We're there for him. But he's decided that he wants to just work right now and focus on his body, getting strong, focus on his academics, and just keep that focus there instead of trying to battle through the, all of it at the same time. And I, I totally support Winston, and we're going to help him be stronger when, when his time does come. Just as a follow-up, is there a chance he you know, could return to the team, or is that coming to be I think that's to be determined. I just know we support Winston fully and are going to help him with what he wants to accomplish so he can feel strong and feel good moving forward in his basketball and academic career. All right, there is Mike Schwartz talking about there at the end there, both uh, Winston Tabs and Javon Small. Javon Small, three to four weeks minimum. And then you've got uh, Winston Tabs, who is now away from the team. So no more Winston Tabs and uh, just was unable to uh to see him at his full ability here at east carolina and uh unfortunate but man uh guys stepping up last night uh east carolina knocking off tulsa brandon johnson and rj felton with some big ones and as jeff said benjamin baila a bit of a coming out party i tell you there are like little signs little spurts where he looks like he belongs a really good d1 basketball player it's hard to imagine because he got off to such a bad start mm. this season where he was like one for 23 from the field at one point, mm. maybe worse than that. But uh, he uh, he looked good last night and maybe all about confidence, playing more. We just we got to get Ezra back at some point, and if he can click with uh, the way the guys played last night, they can certainly win the game on, uh, on Sunday against wichita state yeah and the thing about ben baila and you talk about confidence a good way of getting confidence is making shots but making shots down the stretch making big shots down the stretch and important times of the game and crunch times of the game that's exactly what he did yesterday and i said something to you he's got a really smooth stroke i mean i think he can really improve from now on and i think he can become a really big contributor when it comes to shoot the basketball specifically beyond the arc so uh look out for ben baila i think he's starting to heat up and then also uh last night too i don't think we might have talked about it and you might have talked about it with jeff charles but last night obviously free throws has been just excru- excruciating uh this year for ecu but last night they only missed five they were 16 for 21 from the free throw line and that is good enough for 76 percent. so that was something that another positive from last night's or excuse me two nights ago <laughs> uh the win over tulsa chandler who by the way this was sunday september 3rd 1995 what were you doing 
I wasn't even thought of. Oh, man. Not only was I thought of, I was at an Atlanta Braves game with my folks in Atlanta. On that day, the Carolina Panthers played their first NFL game. Mm -hmm. Who was it against? The Falcons. It was against the Falcons. And who, Chandler, might I ask, threw the first touchdown pass for the Carolina Panthers? It could be, potentially, the next head coach for the Carolina Panthers, former Colts head coach, Frank Wright. That is very correct. I'm not a Panthers fan, but with the names out there, the realistic names out there, and boy, now I sound like myself saying, uh, Sam Darnold just needed an, another chance. You know, give him another chance somewhere. He'll be all right. But I don't think Frank Reich is the worst hire in the world. No. How would you feel about that? Um, I don't, I don't, I think I would like it because before the Colts, he was what? The Eagles offensive coordinator the year they went to the Super Bowl? Yeah. Um, so, and that's exactly who I'm looking for when it comes to the next head coach besides Steve Wilkes, who's a defensive-minded guy. I really want to get a offensive-minded guy in here in Carolina. Frank Wright's obviously one of those guys. I think we had like seven of our candidates be offensive-minded guys. Uh, you, you got Frank Wright, and I think I, I would, I would, I wouldn't mind Frank Wright to be honest. Um, uh, I know Jim Caldwell's a name out there. I don't know if I really would want Jim Caldwell. I think. Yeah, I mean that's 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 really boring. Frank Wright's yeah. kind of boring. I think Tony's a Jim Caldwell guy. I think Tony yeah. wants Jim Caldwell. Uh, but there's the another biggest guy. thing on Jim Caldwell's resume, which is a miracle, is his record with the Lions and getting them to the playoffs. I believe multiple times. Mm-hmm. That hasn't happened. Like, that right there shows that he can coach and, uh, you know, had some good offensive players around him. But that is uh, a check mark on his resume. Yeah, so I don't, I think Frank Reich, um, I mean, I wouldn't mind that hire. But we'll see how it plays out because Wilkes got a second interview. Kellen Moore got a second interview. Uh, we have to wait for the uh, Eagles offensive coordinator. I believe we had to wait till January 3rd due to NFL rules to uh, give him a second interview if we wish to do so. Um, but it's starting to get – I think it's starting to kind of windle down here. Uh, haven't windle? Heard, windle down? Uh, whittle. Whittle down? Yeah. So, sorry. That's all right. No, don't – why are you apologizing to me? I, I just – I'm sorry. It's Thursday I, morning, man. I, I, just – we got to wake up. I know. It's thir- – ah, man. But anyway, uh, it's whittling down, and I think, you know, the Panthers could have a head coach by the start of February. Who that will be, I have no idea. Chandler, who was the Panthers' defensive line coach? In 95? In their first game ever. Oh, gosh, I have no idea. Well, that's funny because uh, Rod and Wilmington said you're the ECU football encyclopedia. This guy's an ECU football Hall of Famer and a former Pirate coach, so I assumed you would know, but guess not. So we'll just move on. Go to break. No, it is uh, Kerry Gadet. I had no idea either. Somebody mentioned his name. I have no idea who that is. Was it Bryce? I think it was Bryce who was talking about who recruited him and what, yeah, his process to get DCU. He mentioned Coach Cadet, who was uh, the Panthers D line coach. There's some trivia you can uh, throw out to some Panthers fans. Some Panthers Pirates overlapping fans. There you go. I, I know a lot of them. There you go. When we return, Patrick Mason will join us. As we get a break clip, Johnny 
Thank you, Johnny, for tuning in this morning. He says, good morning, Clip, Chandler, and Shirley. <laughs> good morning, Johnny. Good morning to you, Johnny. Hope your day has gotten off to a great start on this beautiful Thursday. Uh, we'll take a break. We're going to actually return back to Wednesday. This one was for our Thursday morning crowd. We're going to be back live Wednesday afternoon with Patrick Mason when we return after this. listening to hour two of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com now back to the show Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency. From maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk, Town's insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. For personal or business insurance questions, call 756-8300 today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. Great to have you. As we are having fun in here. 26 minutes ago, John Moody on Facebook Live said, Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Now let me Mike P said, The Tulsa coach did look like Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr. <laughs> Steve currently on a losing streak to the Pirates. Well done, Mike. And as Chandler mentioned, Johnny Robertson gave us our Thursday good morning. Thank you, Johnny. Patrick, do you notice the use of boom, boom, boom? Let me hear you say "wayo" and Minji's. I, I do. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I I really didn't think much of it till I saw your you on Twitter. But it is. I, a, it is a little. I'm little raising odd. awareness. <laughs> it is not a thing. They're they're forcing it, and it's just I don't know why they thought that should be our thing, but it's not our thing. There's always something at a stadium that's just infuriating, right? Like in timeouts, something happens. Like a, I remember at Iowa, they had this uh, ponch, Ponchero's burrito, and they had the burrito lift, so everyone's doing this with their hands, pumping it up. And it's like, hmm. why? Did you say that was heaven? But, yeah, it is. No, you're... <laughs> Charlie, you remember Field of Dreams? Yeah, Iowa City is as close as you get. Did, did you... Yeah. Is that heaven? No, it's no, Iowa. It's Iowa. That was what I wanted to say, Patrick. <laughs> My Fields of Dreams now. I've only seen it like once or twice, but like 20 years ago. All right, look, when we go live on the show and I say, is that heaven? I want you to say, no, it's Iowa. All right. <laughs> All right, welcome back into Pirate Radio Live. Clip Rock, Patrick Mason here on a Thursday. Great to have you along with us. Patrick, uh, have you noticed the boom, boom, boom in Minji's? You know, uh, I think I've heard it. You, you have? Did y'all have anything weird like where you went to college? Uh, I think there was this thing in Iowa. It was like Poncheros. They had a burrito lift, uh-huh, something uh-huh. like that. Did you say heaven? Is this Iowa? <laughs> <laughs> Not exactly. <laughs> I, I, you know, I think I might have said it wrong. I was only paying half attention in our pregame meeting here. Uh, is this Iowa? <laughs> Miss her. I thought, quotes. I, was, I thought I was playing Jeopardy. <laughs> is this, yeah. Please answer in the form of a question. Is it Iowa? <laughs> what is iowa four letter word for heaven two words potato wave (laughs) that is a reference from off the air yesterday what's your favorite pearl jam song patrick i don't have one Hmm. 
Well, I'm... Yes, that one. <laughs> if I heard, if I heard Pearl Jam, I'd be like, yeah, that's them, but I, I can't pick out a name of song. I guess right you're... How old of a lady are you? <laughs> what now? <laughs> how old of a gentleman are you? 32. All right, so how old were you in 1993? Three. Yeah. My Ooh. math is easy because I was born in 90. Okay, fair. My math is pretty good. I graduated in 2000. That helps me a lot. Good benchmark. Um, what? Uh, so who was your first favorite... Do you remember like your first CD or whatever, like first music you were really into? Uh, my mom got me into the Beatles pretty early, so I was actually listening to that. And then, um, actually, I listened to some Backstreet Boys. Oh boy, we're learning a lot about Patrick here. Yeah, as like a second grader, I was I was all about. Yeah, it. I guess that because I listened to like pop music, like whatever the yeah. popular thing was when I was that age. I guess, and and by the time you came around in rock, it had turned into the either rap metal stuff like limp biscuit was doing maybe or no well, maybe it's that but like emo was popular yeah, like you know what not fallout boy but i guess they were a thing what's the other band like panic at the disco all yeah and rejects taking back of, sunday yeah yeah those no. kind of i actually okay. saw them in a concert they opened up for uh at the house of blues for somebody taking back sunday yeah i like them it was awesome i was um at, at zmb doing a uh so in order for me to do a sports show on the student station wzmb at ecu and call live games which was awesome i called like live ecu basketball from mingy's football from the very tip top of the camera deck which Ooh, okay is now the uh of course the town bank tower but before that i was at the very top but that was awesome but in order to do that they made me host a rock show from like it was at night. It was like from nine to midnight or something on Saturday. Oh, it was Saturday. <laughs> That's kind of cool though. It was. It was all right. So you you like picked music and yeah, and I played a lot of my own stuff like that I liked, but I also was introduced to like what college kids like or whatever. So I got to know a lot of those kind of indie rock emo rock whatever. Taking back Sunday and stuff like that. That's a cool experience. Cool, neat story. Um well who do they open for you got to know the main act if motion you're... city soundtrack yeah i don't know them yeah that's why you didn't say them probably. <laughs> uh patrick let me uh read one of your tweets real quick yes i love that when we Tw- read on the air 28 minutes ago patrick mason tweeted the patmobile it's a cool name right rhymes um, with batmobile yep. rhymes with bat uh the <laughs> patmobile is treating these Greenville roads like Splash Mountain. Holy rain, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's some rain out there. And it when it rains fast, there's a lot of flooding that goes on around these parts. Yeah, you can just be driving and all of a sudden... So, yeah, By the way, that, Splash the Mountain is closed. I heard that. What's up with that? Uh, okay, so the reason why is because it is... Uh, Splash Mountain's, like, I guess, was based off the movie... Um, Oh shoot! I forgot the name of the movie, but it's got the. Was it the? It's not the sound of music, but it's the sound of something. Oh boy, Song it's of the got, South. Song of the South. That's it. Sweet potato and pie. Shut, shut my mouth. mouth. Yeah. So uh, apparently, because um, it had heavy racial overtones, they they're going to close it down, and they're going to rebrand it, and. Uh, open it back up and they're going to base it off the movie the princess and the frog which uh featured the very first african-american princess doesn't that so, also promote bestiality <laughs> what <laughs> oh wow 
Okay. She kisses so, a frog. Am I wrong here? I, I, oh, no. I, oh I never God. saw the movie, so. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Please. But that's Next. the reason why they're closing Splash. <laughs> Next. Next. Ask the trainer. Ask Next. the trainer. Next. What coach is that, Patrick? I'm, I don't know. Uh, Mike, Mike Ditka. Nah, see, Oh, yeah, you're a Bears guy. Right, that's what I mean. They're, you're too young. Random. And that was with the Saints. We're doing a real stream of consciousness thing today, Patrick. Yeah, I can up. tell. I can tell. Hey, you see that? Hey, you see that, pal? <laughs> that's your IQ. Zero. <laughs> so Jerk. we started. Shirley, can you do a quick Dan Marino for us? We just started talking about like freakouts, and Dan Marino had one. Because of Brian Greasy, he's the number one rated quarterback, and there's a good reason why. I talked to my man Terrell Buckley last week in Miami. He was on a bye week, by the way, playing golf. He told me that defense is blocked. Uh <laughs> that was Dan Marino slamming a table on inside the NFL. And it, I just, as I was getting that audio, I started looking up some other great ones, and there was one with Ditka where he was just really pissed off after a game or a practice. I think a game. And they said, uh, you know, Mike, um, who's your quarterback uh, for next week? We got three quarterbacks on this roster, and we'll play one of them. Next. And I'll say, how's the health of so-and-so? Ask the trainer. Next. And then uh, he just kept going on and on. And somebody finally said, why are you in a bad mood? Mike, why are you in such a bad mood? <laughs> why do you care? <laughs> he said, what do you care? If you were two and seven, you'd be in a bad mood, too. Next. And uh, it was a great conversation. Uh, and anyway, that's what we're talking about today. Speaking of being a little agitated, angry, um, William. Hey, <laughs> you are terrible. That was me last night. And stop playing that song. <laughs> Chandler videoed me without my permission. Uh, William is back on YouTube, Patrick. He says, Mason, I love that he calls you by your last name. I was waiting for you to ask Cliff during media day if he's the man to get ECU to Omaha. <laughs> I would have also liked if you would have questioned his bunting philosophy. So William is the guy that wants you to, I guess. Be aggressive. <laughs> be, well, even just be an agitator, <laughs> I guess. All right. So let's, let's get this bunting thing out of the way. I, I've, I've sort of, okay, I hate bunting. It, it's awful. But I do see its value in the college game. Like it's. I, I could see it work, so I, you know, there's time and a place for it for sure. But. In the college game, because there's more potential for the play not to be made, maybe. Is yeah, that, I think that's a huge part of it. Just yeah. put the pressure on defense. Yeah. I mean, if you put the ball on the ground in, in Major League Baseball, it's it out a lot of the time. Yeah, um, and yeah, in college, just get the ball somewhere and make something happen. So I, I get that for sure. Uh, are you going to ask Cliff, is he the man to get ECU to Omaha? It's possible. Maybe if they, they don't get there again this year. I, I don't know, but they are. I mean, he he's the man to, to get them in the right spot, right? Yeah, he is. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's a question about that. William e is... ECU loses in a Super Regional to be eliminated. And Patrick in, in the Ma third game. And, and Patrick Mason will say, Coach, are you... like? Oh, my I, God. Like, <laughs> he'll say, Coach, like, for real, are you the guy? And Go to hell! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, William is just an instigator. He wants Patrick to start mixing it up. You're too much of a nice guy. You're too look. Every everybody makes a heel turn at some point. I don't know how much you you followed wrestling, but like Hulk Hogan joining the NWO, uh, Shawn Michaels kicking Marty Jannetty through the barbershop window, like all those nice guys, they turn ugly <laughs> at some point, Patrick, and it's going to happen one day with you. Yeah, just get me in the ring, and we'll see a heel turn. <laughs> All right. We have not talked much sports, but let's take a break. We'll do that when we return. Patrick was at Menji's last night. Will he be there two nights in a row? 
I know one man that will be, and that man is the Chan Man. Chandler Honeycutt, ECU women in action tonight. ECU versus Memphis. We'll talk about that one. The Pirates win last night over Tulsa and some baseball when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Country Mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store. Uh, serving the best cheese, biscuits, and country food around. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. And both locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93 ethanol-free, high-octane gas. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live. I don't know why I haven't done this before, but I'm doing it right now as we speak. I'm sending out the request to interview the strength coach for ECU basketball, Keith. And we've been calling him Pew. Are we sure it's Pew? P-O-U-G-H. Could be Poe. Could be Could be Pew. We'll go Pew. Poe. How would you say it, Patrick, as a words guy? Yeah, like I think quick reading it, Pew looks right, but now... It looks like Poe. I know. I'm starting to think Poe. What about Puff? Because if that's an R, it could be rough. I kind of like that. Puff would yeah. be kind of sweet. Or tough, yeah. Yeah. Keith Puff. I like Puff that. Daddy. I like that. Maybe we should petition that to him. If it's For those who right. don't know what we're talking about, if you've seen an ECU game and see the bearded gentleman that just goes eight bleep during games, trying to get the crowd up, keeping the players hyped, I mean, he does an awesome job at providing energy on the bench. He'll get in the crowd. Like, yeah. say Pirates going to run, opponent calls timeout. You need to watch out if you're, like, in the front row at the bottom bowl or, like, maybe baseline. He's coming. Because he's coming with that with that towel. He's Yeah, that towel that, is whapping. It's, he's whapping that towel. Whapping. Uh I want to talk to him on Pirate Radio Live, so I'm going to send out that interview request uh, after this segment. I'm going to hit the send. All right, uh, Patrick, Pirates win last night. Uh, we have talked about it with The Voice. We've t- talked, well, before we get into sports, got a few more things. Ed the Cat TV says, uh, boom, 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 let me hear you say way Boom, 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 let me hear you say way <laughs> I had to get that out of here. Out of the, it isn't uh, great, is it? That, that's it's, not, it's terrible. That's not good. It's not a thing. No. Not a thing. Uh, Jack says we need to bunt more. <laughs> William says, which player in their prime would have more of an impact if he played for ECU basketball, Bird or LeBron? What a sports talk radio conversation starter. <laughs> which player in their prime? There's only one answer. <laughs> it's LeBron. I I would tend to agree. You have to agree. Just think That's if he answer. was on the court last night. That's what I'm saying. That's or the if prime LeBron right. was on the court last night. He would have s- dropping 75. 70 dunks. Like... <laughs> And and Bird, if you watch Bird and watch the highlights, like he is an amazing facilitator. Like, but who's he? I mean, he's how also much scoring better every time too. He is scoring. Yeah, yeah. He's but, they're but both Le- scoring LeBron, seventy. LeBron is just a freak. Like he, he's 
He's, How about he's LeBron on defense? How many blocks would he have had last All night? of them. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. And this is not like a who's better, it really. Uh, but to answer your question, more of an impact, yeah. LeBron James would be the answer. He can play and guard every spot on the floor. And, and by the way, if you're saying, I can't have LeBron, I'll give you Bird instead, fine. We'll go win an AAC championship <laughs> with Larry Bird. <laughs> Great. Yeah. I'll take it. Absolutely. Um, we've said just about everything, Patrick, from great performance by RJ Felton and Brandon Johnson. Absolutely love RJ not hitting his three. So what does he do? He goes in the paint. He goes to work. He goes mid-range and uh, just drops buckets. How about 10 field goals last night for him? And a lot of those come in uh, in the paint area. Yeah, and you, I think he shot 17 times, so really efficient. And like you said, like even Schwartz said after the game, just you really work the high post with him. Get him just into that little elbow spot and just you know let him do his thing. He can shoot, just crash the boards. So, yeah, he, he was awesome. Luigi DeBeau, huge factor in the win last night. Seven rebounds, but again, how many times did he get his hand on the ball that led to an extra possession for ECU? Unbelievable, man. Yeah. Love that guy. Yeah, he was great. Love the hustle. Ben Baela, welcome to the show. Hitting some shots. Still, uh, Ezra still in a funk? Ezra and Quentin combined for like 30-plus minutes in one-shot attempt. So that, hmm. that, that can't happen. Yeah. And um, also got the news on Javon Small, three to four weeks minimum, said Mike Schwartz. And then also uh, Winston Tabs away from the team. So we will not see any more of him. How do you, uh, I don't know, was last night kind of a flash in the pan? They beat a bad team, Patrick? Or do you think uh, East Carolina could sweep Wichita State on Sunday without Javon Small? It's possible. I think uh, they are figuring out ways to move the ball around and, and try to score. I mean, in the first half, there wasn't anything going on offensively. They were just passing the ball and saying, all right, now, now you throw it somewhere. Um, in the second half, I think they really figured it out and just attacked. So, I don't know. I really liked uh, Jaden Walker running the point. Um, I thought that was that was really good. It helped out defensively as well. Another huge key last night. He went into lockdown mode defensively. Yeah, so they are really dynamic on that end of the floor with uh, Jaden Walker. Um, I mean, Caleb LeCount, I mean, he, he can definitely dribble. He, he's just not really much of a threat to score on his own. And defensively, yeah. it doesn't really offer too much. His three layups last night says otherwise, Patrick. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I get what you're saying. I'm just, I it, It's tough it's, to it's tough. finish. Right. But. And, and defensively, uh, which is why I was so hype at those three layups because we haven't seen him finish a lot of those. So I was excited last night. Right. I mean, it's tough when guys are a foot and a half taller than you. Sure. I mean, you wouldn't know that. You're a tall gentleman. How well, tall of a gentleman are you, Patrick? Six foot four. How about that? Wow. But not like that's not huge for basketball standards. Though. No, you're a just an average fella yep. in basketball. But I remember uh, LeCount getting to the to the basket one time he got there quick which mm-hmm. i mean we knew he was kind of fast but i remember looking at your dad and being like man where has that been all year but uh yeah it, it doesn't really matter if what his size is if he can get by guys like he did last night uh he can cause some havoc uh we appreciate everybody chiming in being a part of the show tyler on youtube says boom boom boom, 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 boom. Let me say well. thank you tyler you did this to yourself yep we did but we have to. We have to wear it out so they will stop using it. <laughs> it's the only thing we can do. We have to make it our thing so it can't be their thing. That's right. You this gotta is own sacrificing. It. You got to own it. Yeah, I'm helping out everybody inside of Menji's Coliseum by just playing boom, 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 nonstop. Boom, boom, boom. Now let me say well. <laughs> <clears throat> 
Women's hoops tonight, Patrick. Women's hoops. Starting to get a little buzz, and you know what? Uh, starting to get a little media bandwagon, I'm it, hearing. It is. Some I people know. have been there since day one, right? Some people have been there since day one. Not many. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it sounds like I'm going to have a little bit of a crowd uh, tonight, you know? Um, the internet guys jumping on, the radio guys, I, like newspaper guy been there since day one. Yep, day one. But, yeah, I mean, they're, they're playing awesome. They're actually really fun to watch. Um, I mean, when you have a, a top-five team in so many different defensive categories in your backyard, why not come out and watch them and, sure. and support them? I mean, they're, they're playing awesome. Nine and two at home this year. Great yeah. number in Minji's. When you see a guy like a Chandler Honeycutt kind of show up when he wasn't showing up when there was, you know, <laughs> leftover pizza, but then all of a sudden they put a ribeye on the table, here he is. Like, what do you think about people like that? Uh, I you know just just wave and, and move on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, nah, I, I love you, Chandler. Oh, that'd be awesome tonight if you show up. Chandler goes in for the fist pump. Patrick looks up a distant wave from his laptop, waves and just goes right back to it. <laughs> That's what I want to happen. You know what? I'll respect that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we're out of time, Patrick. Any takeaways from media day? We've been hitting some bullet points on it. Uh, anything you got from Baseball Media Day on Monday? Um, I'm actually really excited about seeing Jacob Jenkins Cowart in center field. I yeah, think that's kind of neat. Um, I mean, he's really tall, lanky. Um, I think he can cover some ground out there. That's kind of fun. Um, shortstop will be a question going in. Um, I'm just trying to rattle off some things here. I think pitching is going to be pretty fun this year. I think it's going to be really good, and it'll look a lot different than last year, which didn't have any sort of rhyme or reason to a rotation. Uh, this year, obviously, the goal is to have a, a, a functioning rotation and have some pieces in the back end. You, yeah. mean, you mentioned fun. You know what's not going to be fun? Not seeing props. Yeah, uh, that's going to be one of the uh, role changes. No yep. props on the uh, on the field. Right. And th- yeah, that the team had a ton. Right. They had traffic cones, sledgehammers. Yeah. All the rest. They were taking advantage of the rule, uh, but will no longer be able to do that. Mike P points out six four in adult rec leagues is a giant. That that is true, but then everyone wants me to play the post and like play under yeah. the rim. I like to shoot. I mean, you're you're Jokic, you're yeah. Dirk, right? I like Kevin the Jack Garnett. threes, man. Uh, Patrick, thanks for hanging out. Reflector.com, um, the Daily Reflector, and you can follow him on Twitter as well. Anything else to plug? Uh, just boom, boom. We'll see you later. <laughs> All right, <laughs> he's out with a boom, boom. Out with a boom. We'll uh, take a break. Come back, Stephen Igo. ECU women's basketball media bandwagoner will join us coming up on the other side of this timeout. More to go after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. To get the business services that are right for your business today, contact the team of experienced local bankers at First Bank. The team includes bankers you can trust like Ashley Capps, Lee Watson, Bonner Lathan, Chris Richards, Josh Hooten, and Heath Nesbitt. First Bank, together with their customers, they're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. First Bank on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live. TJ wants the Dennis Green rant after the Bears game. That's an all-time. That is a all-time classic. classic. Yeah. Uh, 
Probably number one, honestly. Yeah. Uh, They let him off the hook, TJ. Podium slap is what makes it. Uh, William says, ask Igo. Stephen Igo. What's up? What's up, guys? How's it going? Uh, Boom, boom, boom to you, sir. Let me hear you say, hey, oh. The Bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. We played them in preseason. Who the hell takes a third game in a preseason like it's bull, bull? We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. That's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown them. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. That was uh, Cardinals. Yep. That wasn't the same game. I don't think, but uh, remember Derek Anderson? Wasn't he on the yeah. Cardinals when he went on his? Uh, I wasn't laughing. See, wasn't Shirley, laughing. do we have Derek Anderson saved? You think I think that's funny? You think you think I think that's funny? I take this serious. Like a lot of Cardinals Monday yeah. night angry rants. A lot of awkward rants in there. <laughs> what was the name again? Derek, Derek Anderson. Anderson. Derek Anderson. Former Panthers great. Blocked Tony Dunn on Twitter. By the yep, way. got it. All right, let's go. I mean, to be sarcastic or, or pointed but i mean that went out on monday night television a lot of fans are talking about it right now is a big problem with this team can you put in context what was going on at that moment what caused you? what deuce and i talk about is nobody else's business but why was something funny when you're down 18 points in the fourth quarter it wasn't it wasn't funny i wasn't laughing about anything the camera showed you laughing. okay that's fine that's fine that's fine comment about it that's fine that's fine i'm not laughing about it you think this is funny i take the Serious. I'm not I'm real serious. I, t- I put my heart and soul into this every single week. All I'm saying is the camera show. I'm just telling you right now what I do every single week. <laughs> every single week, I put my freaking heart and soul into this. I study my off. I don't go out there and laugh. It's not funny. It's not, nothing's funny to me. I don't want to go out there and get embarrassed. It's funny. I football in front of everybody. That's why I'm asking you. What I'm telling you right now. We're not. We're talking. Deuce and I are talking. What was the context? I'm done. Sorry. I'm not dealing with him. Sorry. I love that the reporter was just relentless, man. I love that he tried to turn it on the reporter being funny. You think this is funny? Nothing's funny. I never answered why he was laughing, which, I mean, it really is nobody's business. I watched Dumb and Dumber last night. I didn't laugh one time. Nothing's funny to me. I've never laughed in my life. We have you on video laughing. I've never laughed. That wasn't me laughing. That wasn't funny. That wasn't funny. That wasn't funny. Um, Nothing's funny. Both things here. I don't like, I really hate when there's a still shot of something and it goes on social media or tv or whatever and they're like why is this guy doing this and, and this then we moment? all draw our, draw our conclusions from one from instance on three yeah. seconds of footage like you could be at a funeral the saddest funeral of your life and you're at your your grandpa's funeral and your uncle tells a joke and you like right. laugh and you're like oh my god he is laughing at the funeral did he kill him like i is this I, a setup? I hate the uh, the over jumping to conclusions with that. That never happens in today's society. Also, I, I guess I'll give the reporter credit. I was going to get on him early because he did the whole some people are saying thing. Right. Instead of saying, I saw you laughing. What were you laughing? He did the soften the blow thing, yeah. which we all do, where he's like, hey, some people said they saw you laughing. What was that about? And then it turned him, turned him to... Dude, I saw you laughing. What were you laughing at? So, everybody was a little bit in the wrong for that. But uh, anyway, and to this day, nice side by the way. We still don't know why Derek Anderson was laughing. Derek, Eighteen. <laughs> so, Derek, I gotta ask, what were you laughing at that one game? Uh, who was he talking to? 
Who was he talking to? <laughs> Thank deuce. you, Jameis. Oh, Deuce. Uh, deuce McAllister? No way. It's got to be a different Deuce. Mm. It wasn't Keaton Mitchell. Was it? Oh, I bet it, it was. Uh, was it Cardinals? Early Set? Oh, yeah. I think it was Early Set. Yeah. That's what I'm name. going with. William says, ask Igo how much NIL, Neil money, it would take to turn ECU hoops into a top 25 team within two years. I say we go straight blue chips. I'm talking homes, cars, tractors. Tyler adds on to that and says, what about escorts? Like Ford escorts. Nice save, Tyler. So if we went completely illegal, Igo, I guess that's two different questions there. Um, if we, if, if I had a conversation with a booster the other day, about hey if we took all this money that is being put into football nil and put it into basketball nil you could make a much bigger impact in a much shorter amount of time and yes you could turn ecu basketball potentially into a top 25 NCAA tournament caliber team if you took 500 grand you know or whatever and put that into basically recruiting 10 players rather than recruiting 85 you know, for the uh, obviously in football, you got 85 scholarships versus 13 in men's basketball. So I, I think it's it's a possibility. Now, the flip side of that is these people giving money to the NIL, they are doing it for football more so than men's basketball right now because football has a greater tradition, a bigger fan base. Um, and if you went to all those people and say, hey, we still give this same amount of money just to men's basketball, you would likely get a lot of either knows or hey we'll give this instead because the tradition isn't there the and then some of them like uh duke and carolina that's true too i mean there's that's that's a reality now the booster i talked to is you know obviously he's a bigger football fan than than basketball right now but he's like you know we could we could get give this to basketball and make a big impact and you know let's say for whatever reason football over the next decade struggles to keep up with the current landscape of college football maybe eventually you you transition into that for men's basketball or coach Schwartz starts winning quicker than people expect and you get more momentum and i've had local business owners ask me hey how do we keep these guys here you know like a javon small as right. rose sorry like last year they're like hey, what do we need to do to keep tristan newton so like people do know that that's a reality i think if the program starts winning I think you will see a bigger investment, but at some point, it's always like what comes first, the investment or the winning. To me, I think we're at the point where the winning has to happen to get people on board, excited consistently, and, and then you can. Then I think you'll see more of the investment. Yeah. Here's what, my thing on that, though. You know how when like um, like Damian Lillard scores 45 and immediately has a P-test after the game or, uh, you know, Javante Williams uh, scores three touchdowns and drug test if ecu goes from losing record right 30 years straight and then makes the tournament they're gonna investigate like every little thing they we probably have going will. on and it's but gonna it, it, be, be like, worth it oh no a hundred percent but like could you imagine a good ecu basketball team and how many people outside of ecu even inside ecu but outside would be like something's wrong here this isn't supposed to happen like this I was just scared they would go through every detail and they'll find out that, like, Ricky Stokes paid for a guy's <laughs> breakfast in 2007 and everybody's, you know. And the anyway. Pirates have been given the death penalty. <laughs> yeah, the hoops death penalty. But I'm with Igo. One tournament. Oh, dude, I would cheat. I would, I would 
love to see ECU cheat for one tournament. One here. tournament equals one death penalty to me. I mean, we've gone through 30 years of exactly. no tournament. Like, what the, what the hell is the difference? I, I'm glad you're fully on board with that. I don't care. I mean, obviously, I would like to see ECU achieve greatness in all sports as fairly as possible. But everybody else is cheating. Why not? We don't ask for much. How how much fun did you have last night at Minji's covering the team? Um. Oh, not a lot. I had a, I had fun. Boom, boom, boom. Let me say well. Well. <laughs> <laughs> it was had, fun to see the team win. Yeah, Are you yeah. kidding me? No, I had fun. I just I I could have had more fun. <laughs> what well, would have been more fun? Not not hearing that song. But no, man. I, and I, I told uh, one of our interns who was covering the game with me, I was like, you know, I don't get to say this much, but there's nothing like walking out of Minji's after a conference victory. Yeah. It's just a great feeling. Yeah, because it is rare. It is so rare. It's like, man, you might beat Tulsa, the worst team, or don't whatever. Uh, it's, it's still a great feeling. And when they pull that upset, which they will pull that upset this year at home, not only on the road at Wichita State, but uh, it's going to be an even greater feeling. Yeah. Uh, Mike Schwartz win number one for him at home in the conference. Yep, so he's a much elusive. Uh, he was uh, finally uh, finally got it last night. Mike P says, "Boom, boom, boom." Let me hear you say, "I go, I go." Let me say, So, uh, I go. Actually, you're a big fan of that in Minji's. Right? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> love I it. honestly didn't know they even played it that much. I mean, I, I feel like I'd heard it once or twice, but then when your video came up, I'm like, you know what? They do play that song quite a bit all the time and i can't take it anymore i i am on the record do they play it at baseball too I feel no like, i feel like somebody plays that song in baseball they might play it every now but like they just play that one little part okay. because they're like trying to make it a thing or something i have to, you could go through my text a documented text to someone close to the situation saying this boom 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 thing doesn't work and what was and the th- that was back in december what was the response something to the effect of i thought it was going to stop but it hasn't it's only gotten more <laughs> i think at this point they're just trolling me i am going to document every time that song is played during the uh the women's basketball game tonight i bet it's gonna be zero and we'll see uh we'll see if it's played I bet it's zero. I bet, uh, and I'm gonna start going to those. Do games. we? Do we know if the same people work each game? We or how that How that's done? We don't. Uh, James says if EC wanted to be good at basketball, they should have hired Rick Pitino when they had the chance. It would have been like getting nil early. I mean, man's up there winning. I own it, right? At least I didn't year. want him though. I, I'm I'm okay with winning dirty, but I don't know, man. I don't. That want, is. I didn't the want Pitino. Of- yeah, but we can we can find another dirty way than Patino. There's plenty of dirty guys. Damn, that reminds me. I was supposed to ask Jeff Charles, his nice guy in sports. Ellerby's going to fire me for that. Um, Ellerby, clearly not a nice guy in sports. He's going to fire you for that. <laughs> was, maybe we can get Jeff back on the phone real quick. I don't know. All right. Um, I go, who is the uh, – so we were talking about Dale Murphy coming to Greenville. Yeah. Who is the nicest guy? Who's on the nice guy in sports list? We were making a list. Or like 100% approval rating. I put Freddie Freeman in there because I feel like he's tough to hate. Yeah. Um. Somebody said Ken Griffey Jr., but I could see where maybe backwards hat and he was a little cocky 
could rub people the wrong way like chipper jones was cocky he's not on that list right of 100 uh i feel like with griffey at least in the mariners fan base i heard ellaby talking about it like he's definitely seen as a great nobody i don't think there maybe around that time there was some resentment but since he came back and finished his career in seattle i don't think there was any resentment how about uh elway i don't know i feel like elway rubs some people the wrong way not as a player yeah oh, okay All yeah right. like remember he demanded the trade everybody kind of thought he was like oh, right. snotty and yeah 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 he didn't want to play with the colts or whatever i'm thinking of later 90s yeah LA. late 90s elway is up there now no, you're right you're early right. days elway he was very i watched a documentary on him he was extremely uh cocky cocky sending yeah clip i did uh overhear jeff talking to jonathan this morning about his nice guy i hate that i didn't ask jeff that is on me uh but charlie give me a boom 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 as a punishment real quick the moron of the month i'm the moron of the month uh but he he mentioned jay wright yeah that's That's a a good good answer that's a good one Uh, i think shirley i think had the best one now that jay wright's out of it as far as likable in today's college game, Tony Bennett, I think it's a good yeah. answer. Nobody really has anything negative to say yeah. about Tony Bennett. Do you have any other uh, athletes, coaches <sighs> in mind? Y'all were just rattling them off yesterday. Yeah. Well, I think we might have hit everybody. Yeah, I think y'all hit like all the big ones. Did I say Tony Gwynn out loud? Because I think that's yeah. a good one, too. Yeah. Uh, I don't think so, but that's a good one. Thank you, Shirley. That's why I like You're Shirley. You're welcome. Yeah. Shirley, could uh, you do more of that? Just kind of agree with everything I say? No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for not lying. <laughs> I'm a terrible liar, by the way. Uh, uh, Harold Varner. Until he went to live to her, Until maybe? he went to live. Yeah. Uh, I feel like he was pretty universally loved in yeah. the PGA Tour. Yep, now you got the live stain, I guess. All right, let's take a break. How long are you hanging out? 545 uh let's go 547 all right 47 and 13 seconds i got a part we'll take a break have a robust discussion on ecu athletics when we return scott says cal ribkin mentioned that one yesterday that is a perfect example of what we're talking about you're not going to find a cow detractor out there more to go pirate radio live after this Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Russell's Clothing in downtown Washington has everything you need for game day or any other day for men and women. Whether it's dress, casual, or even a formal occasion, Russell's has you covered. Russell's has served Eastern North Carolina and beyond for 40 years with quality clothing and personal service. Russell's Clothing on Main Street in downtown Washington, part of Pirates Supporting Pirates. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, during the break for Igo, I thought of four extremely likable athletes that at one point <laughs> played for Denver. Igo already he named one of them. Can I, I see if I can name the other three? Sure. Uh, who's the first one you named? Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis was almost boring, right? Like, yeah. I don't remember him talking junk. He did the salute. He had braces. How are you going to hate a guy with braces? Yeah. You can't hate a guy with braces. Uh, extremely likable. All right. Who are the other three on my list? Um, 
I kind of gave you a clue that Terrell Davis is the only guy that was kind of most yeah. known as a Bronco. I'm trying to think of my most likable Broncos. Uh, Ed McCaffrey and Rod Smith were two guys who came to mind. But I didn't say them, yeah. but I don't see why people would hate those guys. Yeah, really. They're probably too obscure to get noticed. What were you going to say, Chandler? Uh, I was going to say John Lynch. John Lynch John is Lynch. on the list. Champ Bailey. Champ Bailey, not on the list, but he, he could be. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this one might be tricky, but uh, Brian Dawkins played for the Broncos, yeah. right? He was one of my favorite Broncos. For me to tenure. like him as an Eagle, I think says a lot. He is uh, a great example of how you can show emotion and celebrate and it not be taunting. I feel like all of his emotion was for himself and his teammates yeah. and not really taunting the opponent. So I, I would put him on the list. Uh, my other one was Jake Plummer just because even in college at Arizona State he was the underdog he just gave his body up and was so fun to watch and seemed like a good dude too yeah. so Jake Plummer made my list Jake the Snake he was just himself I mean he yeah. didn't he didn't try to like hide anything and he struggled with the fame just because like I don't think he really enjoyed that aspect of it he just wanted to go out there and play ball and have fun um, but man Brian Dawkins for sure. I, I think he played three years in Denver, and he it was at the tail end of his career. But man, he was he was incredible. Like, and he wasn't his best then, but still, I just remember he would get the big hits, and he would like do like the Superman flex and like all. He this was crazy almost stuff. like a superhero yeah. out there. Like he just did crazy. He stuff, was freak. Man. And again, he was an eagle. I hate the Eagles, and I liked him. So that says a lot, I think. Uh, uh, Chandler, if you're a big YouTube guy. There was a Brian Dawkins hype video when he signed with Denver. I've already like, seen it. Okay. It's like my favorite YouTube video ever. So, yeah. He is. All the mic'd up stuff. Did he have a nickname? Was he like the Wolverine? Wolverine. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, John Moody says, Any idea when the parentheses, boom, 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 in parentheses, spring game will be held? Uh, I get. You have an idea. Mid April. Um, you know, it's just—it's funny because I've had like four people ask me that this week now, and I guess it's starting to, you know, come up on the calendar where people are trying to make plans. Um, somebody told me they were here in April fifteenth, but again, I will figure that out. I'll finalize—I'll get a date once it's finalized and do an article on it. But I would assume mid-April, based upon how ECU's calendar has fallen in the past. All right, I love that. Uh... This name is brought up on YouTube, just so I can say it to Iga. Most likable guy. Nobody can hate this guy. Everybody likes him, including Steven Igo. Jansen says, Ladanian Tomlinson. I can't stand Ladanian Tomlinson <laughs> because, A, he shredded East Carolina in the 1999 Mobile Bowl, right? Yeah. And then went on to become the Chargers' all-time leading rusher and break every single record. Known to man against the Denver Broncos. Shredded the Denver Broncos year after year. Did the little touchstone flip. Awesome celebration. Um, Having said all that, it seems yeah, like a great good guy. Yeah, great dude Like yeah. as, a, as a person. One of those guys you hate. Like Patrick Mahomes to me. I hate him as a player because he kills my team. But like as a person, like, I don't have a problem with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And, like, LT falls into that same category for me. Um, just – you just can't stop him. I mean, he was so good. And he – like, 
I don't even know what it was about him that made him so good. He was just like great at everything. Yeah. He wasn't like overly fast or no. powerful. He was just awesome. Yep. It's just like really hard to describe. Uh, Brandon Manning says, and I, there's almost a category forming with these guys here. Kirk Cousins. He's almost in the J.J. Watt, Tim Tebow, like too nice. Like what's really going on with that guy? Is he really yeah. this nice category? Uh, but Kirk is very corny. Um, he is. He does seem to be a very nice guy. I feel like at least you have him like doing like the the gold chains after the Vikings win. Like, could you ever see like Tebow or JJ Watt doing that? Maybe JJ Watt, but Tebow I feel like would would like. And Kirk that. seems like a smart guy too. He makes the most boneheaded decisions yeah. on that time he had to spike the ball against Philly. Washington's trying to make the playoffs. It's right before halftime. He's the snap. He takes a knee, and yeah. the clock runs out, and they go, and he he just is like. Oh, I did the wrong thing there. Like, what? Oh, Kirk. He also said, Marquise Grissom, former Brave. One of the nicest he ever met. There's a name, Marquise Grissom. Love that name. So I looked up Nice Guy in Sports, and uh, an article from 2012 from Bleacher Report popped up, and it had Aaron Rodgers that never I six. saw the same one. <laughs> and, like, uh, you know. It and just, it was because he what? He never complained? Yeah, that's it, why it's it said at the end, he never complains. And in, in today's uh, age, that's really, really rare. And Things now, have changed. Now all he does is complain. <laughs> Each week, it's like Sports Center leads with the soundbite of Rodgers just complaining about something. But. Uh, another guy who was on that list was Robert Griffin III. Do you feel like he warrants being on that list? He's kind of on that. Nice guy. I tell you what, though. I love the um, whatever he is. I don't know if he's an announcer. The personality yeah. of RG3 now. I watched the um, field pass for the college football playoff. He was awesome on that. He's awesome calling games. I like that he's parlayed. Um, what was a disappointing pro career into what he has i think he was no he can't be on the list because as much as fun as 2012 was rookie of the year won the division uh he got hurt that sucked but then he had the all-in for week one that offseason and he is a big me guy and that i think that rubbed people the wrong way at times it rubbed me the wrong way so i don't think he can be on a hundred percent but what'd you say from 2012? Yeah, hell yeah. 2012, yeah. He that was what a year for him, for Washington, and to be a football fan, to see what he was doing because it's very similar to like Justin Fields with a winning team and pass completions because that offense that year. By the way, guess who was running that offense? Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan was running that offense. He is an amazing coach. Alfred Morris had like 1,400 yards. Nobody knew who the hell he was. Uh, Pierre Garçon, a uh, great year. Santana Moss was old, and he put up huge numbers. Like That, that was a an awesome offense, thanks to Kyle Shanahan, which I get back to what I was saying yesterday. Somebody, a Washington reporter, being like, hey, don't poo-poo Sam Howe just because of where he was drafted. Look at Brock Purdy. I just think that is a yeah. stupid comment. You give me Sam Howell with Shanahan, Debo, McCaffrey, Kittle, Niners defense, Robbie Gould. All right, Sam Howell's good. I'll, I'll love Sam Howell in that offense. You don't have all that other stuff. And Shanahan, much like his father, um, you know, that zone, you know, stretch zone run scheme, it is so quarterback friendly. 
especially if the running game is working and you have a defense and good special teams to build around. Like the, basically, Purdy, and obviously he's played well. He's made big time throws when he needs to. But if you watch the games, he's not making any complex, super complex throws. He's making the short throws, the accurate balls, and he's getting out in the bootleg off the stretch run and doing what that system does, man. It's just when you have Christian McCaffrey and that O line and that running game. I mean, the quarterback almost kind of just take care of itself as long as you don't turn the football over. The last month of the season, and uh, talking to my buddy, we're talking fantasy playoffs, he's got George Kittle. George Kittle would find himself wide open every week multiple times, and that's not because the defense doesn't know who he is. It's because of their offense and so many different guys. I mean, how many times is Debo running free over the middle and all those yards after catch? the play designs it, it's uh he's a genius he's he's he might be if i had a coach draft today would, he would be yeah. top five easy maybe top three i think i would take him top number one i mean i, I it still bothers me that the denver broncos chose to hire vance joseph over kyle shanahan mm, yeah they didn't even bring him back for a second interview yikes what was he with the falcons then maybe i think so yeah yeah uh david says lee corsa um i would i mean yeah very likable personality yeah now it's uh not to sound insensitive but kind of sad i mean it's sad to watch him on tv yeah. now the it's way tough. it is uh tj says nick Foles. i don't know if i think uh, about I him really enough. if uh i don't even know if he he doesn't really register yeah, right yeah. he's not even there like i could name a like my buddy uh jack johnson like <laughs> I, I don't know nick Foles hasn't done enough about charlie whitehurst he was a good backup quarterback i could say charlie weiss <laughs> definitely not charlie weiss <laughs> all right i go we've gone a long time and hadn't really said anything we haven't done anything no. this has been the biggest waste of 34 minutes now that i disagree with we've got exactly we've done that a lot that's good um we've talked enough basketball what did you uh let's do some headlines from baseball media day headlines all right i'll give you mine and you can add on to them jacob jenkins coward moving to center field that was one josh moylan and you i think um i had left by that time i think you really got into this with him but seeing uh talking to a sports psychologist right but the main thing uh he talked about was and i loved him saying going to the park to to have fun and it not being i gotta go back right like a practice again like a job and i think that's important it sucks when you're hitting 130 and you know you have to go out there so success has to come with that but maybe the attitude can bring the success and Look, we're all pulling for him. We've seen how good he can be, and uh, he is a he's a good hitter. Sometimes uh, we have seen him struggle, though, but we're all hoping uh, he has a monster season this year. Yeah, and baseball, you know, we talk about it all the time. It's a, it's a game of failure, and more so than most games, maybe outside of golf and then maybe outside of kicking and football, it's very much a mental battle, and once you – either either lose confidence or start questioning what you're doing you can just totally go off the rails and you know it it makes perfect sense to you know seek out a psychologist in sports because especially baseball once you go down that path it's hard to get it back so um hopefully just a reset 
getting away from it. and take because I mean, look, we cover ECU baseball probably as much as any you know college baseball team gets covered. Just us as a media, um, you know, I don't know, city, whatever the right word is, uh, as far as like you know, pirate radio, hoist the colors, the reflector. You know, we give ECU baseball a lot of attention, a lot more attention than other college baseball programs get. So there is, there is a microscope there, and once the guys start struggling with high expectations, they can start to feel some pressure. So it is important to remember, you know, go back to your roots. Why did you play baseball in the first place? It was an enjoyable game. Yeah, it's important to go out there and win. That's what we're all, you know, watching. And as a fan or whatever, that's what you want your team to do. But if a player puts too much pressure on himself, they're not going to have any fun. If you're not having any fun playing sports, then you're not going to have success. Another thing, almost on that note, and we both kind of got into it with Carter Spivey. Uh, I asked about his journey. Uh, you talked about it with him as well. And just seems like a different guy. I mean, we can come out and say it. Like, like early on, he's coming out to President Carter. President right. Carter. And I think we, we talked about kind of a, maybe a cocky attitude for a young guy which a lot of guys come in like that just the way he is now and, and hearing him talk and he's not talking to give us good quotes or for fan service or lip service like he is that person that has kind of grown up in right. life went from a kid to a young man basically i, I mean i'll 100 percent admit i i completely wrote him off after his third year and i didn't think he would be a guy who i, I didn't think a he would return and B, be a guy who would turn into a major contributor. And he proved me dead wrong. I mean, he proved a lot of people dead wrong. Because usually you see guys struggle through maybe a year or two. To struggle through three years and not really have any consistent success. And he came in as a pretty highly recruited kid. So he always had talent. But he was another guy that seemed like mentally the game had gotten to him. And maybe he wouldn't get it back. And you just saw a flip switch. Uh, he did have some success, especially the middle, you know, the early middle part of last year. And I still point back to that Coastal game, man. In the championship game, when they gave him the ball, I was like, this is either going to go one of two ways. Like, he's either going to go out there completely confident based on what he's done this year or he'll revert back to maybe the guy he, he you know, struggled with confidence at times. But from the first inning on, like, you could see him get the ball, stand on the mound, and basically be rocking back and forth. Coastal, you remember, they would, like, take their time BSing in the batters, you know, in the mm-hmm. on-deck circle or taking their time. And Carter was up there like a man possessed on the mound, like ready in his stance, rocking back and forth, staring him down. I'm like, all right, he's going to go out there. He's going to shove today. And that was not the Carter spot that we had seen the first three years. So he, he just like a totally different guy. And sometimes it just takes a certain amount of time or a certain amount of opportunities before yeah. they find that. And he's obviously found it and is going to be a big piece of the team this year. And that's why, you know, we do this job. We, we love obviously sports, but we love telling those stories the best, man. Those are, those are awesome stories to, sh- to share from our perspective and, and make it uh, make it worth it. Another thing I picked up, I go. I'd love to ask the entire roster. I know Cliff Godwin is way more old school than new school when it comes to kind of technology and baseball and things like that. But I asked Garrett Saylor about spin rate. He says, "I'll be hilarious. honest with you, I have no clue what that is." <laughs> I asked Alec Makarevich about launch angle, velocity, and. He, he, I think, said, you know, launch angle has nothing to do with your batting average. Which, by the way, Cliff Godwin doesn't like batting average. Right. So what's w- up with that? What's the answer? What's <laughs> more important, launch angle or batting average? <laughs> um, but that, just talking to those two veterans told yeah. me that they are more of a let's go out, take BP, look at our swing, see what we're doing. But 
not focus on the uh the new age stuff so much yeah and if you're you know i think if i was a pitcher i would kind of be the same way too like if especially if i was having success i'd be like do i really want to know what my spin rate is on this or that uh and almost just like you can start overthinking it now if you're like a pitching coach or you know it's your job to analyze that stuff as like austin knight is i'm sure he uses it as a tool to further evaluate hey this guy's spin rate is this here's what that could potentially mean if we hone up his command you know his fastball or his breaking ball should play up pretty well based on a spin rate that sort of stuff so you have all those metrics to kind of base uh an opinion on um but you know it's so much time watching pro baseball a lot as i do like they reference a lot of that stuff and there are guys with high spin rates high velocities that just never never pan out for whatever reason like i don't know if it's their delivery or what but you know, no matter how high a spin rate or how high velocity they are, they get hit hard. You know, yeah. their fastball. So it's just it's very differing, and it's just another tool, but it's not the the full picture. Also, uh, asked uh, Austin Knight. I'm glad I did. Uh, the ECU going to the new uh, the watch, watch so, as far as getting in. Uh, so I guess it'll just camp. pop up with what the pitch is supposed to be like fastball. It's like a text. It says throw a fastball. Yeah, I mean it's just outside corner. All right, gotcha are you sure how do you shake it off because then you don't want to double check you wouldn't want to get a number on your watch and then have to check another wristband to see what the number is so to shake off a sign you click back like i don't want to do that you gotta scroll down and (laughs) pick what option you want but uh it's not a gonna be a huge deal or a difference i guess they just won't be wearing those wristbands although the wristbands which i see them in major league baseball the braves always have them acuna and Harris are always looking uh, in their back pocket, pulling out cards. I wonder if they'll still have them for defense and things like that. Yeah, I'm sure they'll have something like that. Um, I know some of that scouting report, too, uh, based on kind of where to line up, based on the situation and all that. But, yeah, it's baseball's crazy, man. Compared to, like, 15 years ago, none of that stuff really existed. You just had signs and get it and go. But yeah, things. Uh, everything changes, and uh, that includes baseball. Um, looking forward to doing some over unders with you next month. I go. You're not and gonna bring Ronnie Woodward back for that. I don't know if you think he'd want to do that. He still knows uh, Hoover. Yeah, he called Moylan. me the other day asking me about. He was like, he was like, I think this team's gonna be pretty good. Are you buying the hype? So was just, we just had a conversation about that. He had listened to Media Day, and yeah, I mean, I think he'd be down if he could find some time. All right, at, at least, least on those th- those veterans that yeah. he knows that has seen play. But, like, Lane Hoover, batting average, to go back yeah. to that this year. Like, I could see a scenario where Lane's in the 380s this year. He batted, what, 360-something last year? Was it? The I craziest didn't... thing about it was, and I didn't realize, so I referenced the numbers the other day, I think he had 35 walks compared to 20 strikeouts. I mean, oh, those yeah. are incredible numbers. Yeah. And, you know, if you're walking that many more times as opposed to striking out, you're doing an incredible job. I don't care if you're hitting the ball pass the infield or not yeah <laughs> i mean that's his job he led the team last year at 341 okay and uh standing average 35 walks to 20 strikeouts yeah, that's insane that's awesome i mean that is uh that is a huge number i mean if you're even with walks and strikeouts you're doing a great job but if you're if you're 15 plus 15 that is uh that's big time, man. I go. You covered every home game, and we'll let you go at your five forty-seven time. But um, what pirate boy? This pirate was hit a lot last year. What pirate led the team on uh, hit by pitches with twelve? 
I don't remember this. Is but. he still on the team? Um, no. <laughs> that was a very uh, non-confident no. No. Ah, <laughs> uh, gosh. Now I'm trying to figure out who's actually on the team. Unless he is on the team. I don't uh, think he's on the team. You th- th- wait, you don't think he's on the team? I don't think so. Um, is it an outfielder? It was a catcher. Is Ben Newton on the team? Oh, no, he's gone. Okay. Yeah, All right, yeah. good. Ben Newton is good, the answer. Yeah, because I don't he, remember him getting hit that He much. had an elbow pad, and he would crowd the plate. Okay. So. There you go. So, yeah. the because uh, you got McChrystal back there. Will Who are the Co- other options? Will Coxon. Will Coxon. Uh, McChrystal, okay. and then Nick DeLisi, a freshman. He's coming off an injury. They're going to be left-handed heavy in the lineup this year, which they were they – were, left-handed heavy last year this year Cliff they could, Godwin told you they're going to be even, even heavier. more heavy I mean yeah. it sounds like Alec McAravish is basically just going to bat lefty due to an injury and you know you think about it outside of Starling who who else hits right-handed uh I mean McChrystal lefty McChrystal's a lefty uh-huh. Will Coxon's a lefty Nate Chrisman uh the freshman shortstop's right-handed but Connor Rasmussen is lefty Barini hits lefty so Jenkins Coward Jenkins Coward Hoover I mean Riley Johnson Riley Johnson's lefty Cunningham's a lefty (laughs) yeah uh Luke Nowak I think is a lefty I mean they're they're gonna have that is very odd they're gonna have seven uh Dixon Williams from Conley, he's the lefty but I tell you what right-handed pitchers that come in here yeah they're gonna get smoked now I mean, last year the splits weren't weren't bad for being lefty heavy, but this year it's going to be you know Moylan lefty. It's going to be uh, it's going to be extreme, and so that could be something that could be a detriment or a, a, a you know a positive depending on what the matchups say uh, over the course of the season. But you know the weird thing is Texas came in here with two lefty starters, and both of them got rocked uh, against ECU. So it doesn't always necessarily equate to that. I feel like that, and maybe I'm wrong, but maybe that's less of a thing it used to be, especially yeah. college, but even major league, or are they still, do you still It's see? not as specialized due to the three-pitch minimum, three, right. or three-batter minimum yeah. in, in, in majors, but college, you can still change every at-bat, but nobody has, like, you know, really the... You run out of arms. Yeah, the top programs have a couple lefties, but, I mean, if you're in the American, like, even ECU struggles to have more than one or two guys in the bullpen there. And every year, ECU has the most depth, almost yep. by far, pitching. Uh, for sure. In the American. So. so, it's it's more of a, for me, like a postseason thing, which is, it's not like Cliff, I don't think, designed a, hey, we want eight lefties in the lineup every day, but it's just kind of how it works out. And, your and best you probably players. thought Agnos and uh, yeah. Giles. Agnos and Giles could have hit righty. The, yeah. You know, the guy, um, Parker Bird, who got hurt, oh, yeah. he could have been playing. He right. was a right-handed hitter. You had uh, the other freshman who got drafted. He was a right-handed hitter. Right. So it was just kind of a, a freak deal, too. I go. Thanks for hanging out. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And uh, we'll see you in Minji's. We'll have live live updates on the Hoisted Colors message boards as uh, East Carolina hosts the Memphis Tigers. Pirates in the top 100 of the net rankings. Wow. Memphis at 73. Oh, good one tonight. So it should be a, a good game. You know what we'll do when we come back? We'll play Guess the Line for ECU Memphis women's basketball. But surely we need to make somebody a winner. Let's open up that booty bag. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. 317-1250 is the number. Shirley, what are we giving away today? How about a $15 gift card to 
Wings Over Greenville. Oh, man. Wings Over Greenville sounds good right about now. What call are you looking for? 12. Call 12. 317-1250. We're back after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Congratulations to Luke Phillips of Winterville. Picked up a $15 gift card to Wings Over Greenville. If you're looking for wings to be delivered to your home, Wings Over has you covered. With no third party needed, they have their own in-house delivery service. Be sure to uh, to try the all-new Tender Sandwiches by ordering ahead on the Wings Over mobile app. And they're open till 3 a.m. on Fridays and Saturdays, so they have everything to cure those late-night munchies. Give them a call at 758-9464. Wings Over Greenville, they deliver. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. We got another break to get in, so this will be a short segment. And during this short segment, I would like to wish a happy birthday to Pirate Radio super fan and treasure chest winner, Chad Moore. Happy birthday, Chad. Uh, let's all sing happy birthday to Chad. Ready? One, two, three. Boom, boom, boom. Let me say hello. Hello. So, Chad, I hope you enjoy your day. Um, Coming up tonight, Buccaneer Music Hall Scoreboard, presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. Mention the college game. Oh, by the way, East Carolina and Memphis coming up at 6 o'clock. we got to play Guess the Line. Um, and we're going to let Shirley play, too, because it's her favorite game. I hate this game. ECU. I go just gave you the numbers. ECU, top 100. Uh, net rankings, Memphis, 76, he said. So pretty even there. Pirates, uh, really good at home this year, 9-2. and two. So Chandler. What is the line for ECU versus Memphis tonight? I'm going to go Memphis minus three and a half. All right, Shirley, what is your line? Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Let me say, oh, Boom, boom, boom. Let me say, East Carolina, four. Shirley wins because ah! it is East Carolina minus one and a half. Wow. The Pirates are favored, are favorite tonight at home against Memphis. So uh should be a good one. That's gonna be fun. Chandler, you will be there, right? I will be there. All right. Oh, I, I sent Chad a uh, th- uh happy birthday on Twitter. He responded. Thank you, sir. Hashtag boom boom boom. <laughs> Hashtag wayo. So thank you for that. Let's take our final break. We'll come back. You're ready to wrap things up here on a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after these words. You're listening. 
listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Let's take a quick look at your stock market report. And uh, the Dow was up 9 points, closed out the day at 33,743. NASDAQ was down 20 points at 11,313. S&P was down seven-tenths of a point and finished at 4,016. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors a financial report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors LLC, member SIPC. Now back to the show. Here's Clip. All right, wrapping it up. Thanks to Shirley Rose, Chan Man. Great job today. Thanks to our guest, Stephen Igo, P. Mace, and the voice, Jeff Charles. Thanks to you for chiming in listening watching today's show and if we uh if you only took one thing away from today's show i hope it's this uh i mean the out here brothers said it best when, when they said those famous words boom 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 let me hear you say wayo just think about that tonight marinate on it and really soak in the words and live your life by those words We'll see you to Thursday, 3 o'clock, on an edition of Pirate Radio Live. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.